0: and joined with my friends Taya Johnston, Jen Peterson, and Miranda
1: Thomas. Today we're going to talk about Season
0: three's The Eyes Have It, and in our revised
1: order, it's number 17. As Lexi mentioned, we're talking about The Eyes Have It. It was originally aired on February 17, 1986. This episode was directed by Harvey Leidman. Uh, If you remember, we've talked about him several times, uh, three actually. This will be the fourth time and we will talk about him again another six times uh, because he's done 10 episodes and that is he started with a lovely little affair the wrong way home playing for keeps this episode the upcoming dead men leave no trails and the other half of them are from season four no thanks for the memory it's in the water nightcrawler any number can play and suitable for framing in addition to directing the scare for mrs king he's directed several Airwolf. Knight Rider, Magnum P.I., Silk Stockings, Matlock, Jag, and his last gig was several episodes of 7th Heaven, ending in 2004. The writer, Lynn Kelsey, wrote this episode, which is the first of six SMK episodes. She also wrote season four episodes, Unfinished Business, Any Number Can Play, Promises to Keep, Mission of Gold, and A Matter of Choice. She was also credited as a story editor for 21 episodes in season three and four. She wrote for other shows as well, including Murder, She Wrote, The Paper Chase, and Private Benjamin. She hasn't written anything for television since 1990. And as far as the guest stars go, we're going to talk about three different ones. Uh, The first one is Michael McRae, played Nathaniel Brody. He was born on March 16, 1949, in Salem, Massachusetts. He's been married to actress Bonnie Bedelia since 1995. Uh, And he returns to uh, season four as Brody in A Matter of Choice, which was, again, if you remember, written by Lynn Kelsey as well. So uh, he guest starred in several 80s shows, including MacGyver, Diagnosis Murder, Simon and Simon, NYPD Blue, The X-Files and Jack. His last acting gig was in 2017 as Wilson in A Very Sordid Wedding, Bula quo? who played Sally, she was born in April of 1923 in Stockton, California. Unfortunately, she died in October of 2002 in La Mesa, California, at the age of 79. So she had a good long life. Uh, She had 87 acting credits to her name, uh, one of which was a very sweet and sassy Sally, a member of Lee's family in this episode. She was also in five episodes of My Three Sons, which also had Beverly Garland in it. Uh, I Spy, Family Affair, The Bill Cosby Show, Hawaii Five-O, Adam 12, Police Story, Starsky and Hutch, Magnum PI, Trapper John, Airwolf, MacGyver, Hunter for Jen, uh, General Hospital, ER, and Chicago Hope. And her final gig was a, a Law and Order Criminal Intent episode in 2002, which is actually the year she died as well. The last one I'm going to talk about is Judd Oman, who played Kurt Newman. He was born February 4th, 1940 in Los Angeles, California. And Judd played batting Kurt Newman in this episode, but he also played Jake Thompson in We're Off to See the Wizard earlier this season. He's got 42 acting credits to his name, and they include Greatest American Hero, T.J. Hooker, Riptide Cover-Up Hunter, Pee-Wee's Big Adventure, Hardcastle and McCormick, The Fall Guy, The A-Team. MacGyver, CSI Miami, and his final gig was uh, Takeout in 2005. That's all for the guest stars. So
2: in this episode, The Eyes Have It, Lee is injured and is stuck in the hospital, but he doesn't like being stuck there because there is a pair of contacts that have a microdot that he recovered missing. The challenge Amanda has is to keep Lee in the hospital while he recovers and find the missing microdot as well. Is it a microdot? Yeah, it's a microdot on the contact On
1: the lenses. contact lenses? Okay. I guess. That's what I see. I
3: thought it was engraved on the contact
2: lenses. I know, I
1: thought it was is like it? embedded in the on the contacts.
3: It doesn't matter probably, but Yeah. I was just
1: wondering. <laughs> no, I was just wondering, I'm like, oh, is that what that was? I didn't know. Can you imagine wearing those? That'd be so weird. Do you know how we yeah, have contacts? You can't
2: really see the words. Yeah, if you had yeah. it like
1: anything in your on your contact, it's like just fluttering there. That would be so obnoxious. Yeah. yeah. So this episode opens. We see it's in Saint Marie, French West Indies. I pulled a gen and I looked this up. So I looked up Saint Marie and it came up as fictional island. So apparently a BBC show uses the same name in the French. West Indies as being this island when it's really a fictional island. But I did look up the West Indies and the French Antilles refers to the eight territories currently under French sovereignty in the Antilles islands of the Caribbean. And they have Guadalupe, including the islands Basse Terra, Grande Terra, Les Saints, Marie Galante, and La Désirade in Martinique. So, there you go i did a little research so we could see but it doesn't appear to be an actual island much like astocia and um, all the other places that they've kind of made up san angelo and things like that that they've made up so there you have it good to know yeah i didn't even think to look it up so appreciate you doing that it, it came through as a Jen. you know if i were Jen, i know i what i would do so
3: i did it did you just say thanks for Jenning
1: that <laughs> <laughs> Get, thanks for gening that. That's pretty funny. It, I, you're, you're trying to turn your name into like a like a verb, like Google. Like I googled that. I genned it. <laughs>
3: that's what I thought Lexi said, but maybe she didn't. Oh, no, no, I didn't. No, uh, I didn't oh, that.
1: that's funny, <laughs> though. Yeah. The island doesn't exist, but it looks pretty. Whatever, wherever they're they're at. Um, it does say say it's in the French West Indies. Um, wherever it is, it's very hot because our, our young handsome. Mr. Setson is all sweaty. Very sweaty, yes. Insert dirty thoughts here. I
2: have to say, I like his white little suit thing he's got going on. I do
3: too. It's, it's like a Don Johnson look it,
2: for the
1: '80s. Again, I got to put myself back in the '80s, and yes, yeah. it, it looks it looks cool maybe, for the you '80s doing that. for sure.
2: Yeah, well, maybe maybe I should have clarified that. Yes. Yeah. 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 In 1980, whatever year, what you say this year? 86, 1986. That,
1: that he looked really fashionable. Yeah. And he looks good. Yeah. I actually don't mind it even now. I know, uh, for for where he's at. He's in an island thing. I would see, I would expect a guy to be in a light a suit Yeah, light, like light colors. So exactly. it does look very nice. It's very nicely tailored. And again, he can wear pretty much nothing or anything and look very nice. So, you know, there is that. So he's ransacking uh this guy who we we learn as moss he's a german um he is ransacking his uh abode it doesn't look very um i i can't tell if it he's just starting to ransack it or if he's been ransacking it it looks pretty dirty and nasty in there anyway so i'm not sure if if it's messed up too much from when he already had it but he's definitely looking for something and he's very Impatient and very frustrated. he will do that to you. Was it the last episode that
0: we watched that he shot, that we saw him shoot someone for the first time? Leading?
1: Yeah, Reach for the Sky. Well, that we saw him actually con, like, I don't know if it's the first time. I feel like that's, maybe it was
0: one that I was listening to. I was either listening to it or we had last recorded it. Anyway, I just thought it was interesting. That he's, like, being so violent in this episode. And I know at some point, I heard one of our episodes, we were talking about that being his episode where he,
1: like, where we see him, like, shoot. Yeah, it was it was day. Reach or, for the Sky. I do remember it, too. Yeah. It was Reach for the Sky where he's got the uniform as the, the guard, and he comes yeah. around the corner, and that guard comes in, and he uses the machine gun type, I don't know what it is, it's some type of automatic gun, Mm -hmm. and it blows the guy away, so yeah, I think, I don't know if it's, like, technically the first time he's ever shot anybody, right, but it's the first time it's, like, really, like, right up in your face, where it's not far, far away, and and all that.
0: Yeah, or maybe that it, maybe that, like, the person, like, died from it, I can't remember what, it, it was... It was the one that we just posted. So we just posted, Little Spies. I was listening to it because the, the last episode we talked about was Three Little Spies. But anyway, after having listened to that and then I watched, you know, this was like the first one that I watched after listening. I was like, wow, he's really, you know, on a violent streak here, but <laughs> they're not right together, So I guess it doesn't really matter.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, he, it goes he, at him. I he mean, definitely does. Yeah, I kind
3: of liked it I kinda, because sometimes he's too... I won't be spy like, go after. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. to be more
1: authentic, you mean, Jen? Yeah. Yeah. They try to dumb it
3: down, I think, a lot for TV sometimes. Not dumb mm-hmm. it down. And for the time why slot. Put it down.
1: <laughs> for the time yeah. slot, I think it's more. It's not like for TV more. It's just like because if this was on at ten o'clock, it would have been a lot more grittier show. Yeah. Yeah, but well, I think it's because it was 80s, eight o'clock. Yeah.
3: It's very mild. <laughs> By today's standards, sure. for sure. For sure. <laughs> and that's,
1: I think that's why families were able to watch it together. And, you know, so it it's like you, mm-hmm. you want it to be a little grittier now as a, an adult, but growing up, it was probably just the right amount, I would think. But yeah. I think so. Yeah. Depending on what audience is watching it, right? Yeah. I
3: mean, I had my son watch the A-Team a couple of years ago because I wanted something he
1: wants all. I remember like, the that.
3: Guns and the action, but I don't want like the blood and the gore right. and the. Right. Jeez.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, that would have been a good one. So Moss is uh, apparently hiding a list, according to Scarecrow. And he is tied up at the moment, literally. (laughs) And uh, he's sweating, getting (laughs) at least sweating the guy. (laughs) Get it? Because he's sweaty. So he is trying to find the list. And he's like, I know you have it. You know how I know? Because right before I killed Spaulding, <laughs> he told me you had it. And it's like, okay, smell so now the body count just keeps adding up here. Wow. So he, he comes over to the guy. He grabs him by the collar and takes his shirt where it's like, you can't breathe. Like, you know how you can tighten it? Like, you can grab the shirt and it's like loose. He grabbed it. It was very tight. And then he brought over a lamp and put it up to his face i don't know if he was thinking he was going to interrogate him like that or if he had a hunch right when he grabbed the con uh, the, the lamp that he was going to that he possibly had him on a contacts. because it's not like something you would think i guess maybe as a spy you might but i don't know
3: But contacts weren't even that big yeah were
1: that's what i thought
3: novelty,
1: right that's what i thought but unless he saw them which that when they show the close-up, the guy doesn't even have... Con- I couldn't see any contacts in his eyes. Yeah, he
2: didn't actually have contacts on. Yeah,
1: but maybe, you know, we're supposed to assume that Lee can see the... Because, you know, on your contacts, awesome. when you look at your contacts, you can kind of see that they have, like... You know, you can see the... The like, halo. The halo, yeah. So yeah, you would yeah. be able to see, like, little little flex probably in there and be like, what the heck's that? You know, so... And obviously the and script told them what hard. they were. <laughs>
3: like, those first contacts were yeah.
1: really hard. Oh, Their yeah. Song. You know, I didn't have them then. I didn't get them until my mid twenties, I think, mid to late twenties. I never had
3: them, but I, I have family members that have used them. Yeah. And, uh, and they didn't look comfortable.
2: Yeah. Back then. Miranda, did you
1: have? <laughs> did you wear hard contacts?
2: No, I never wore the hard ones. Okay, I, didn't I thought you did. Contacts until after college.
1: Okay. Yeah. So yeah same for me.
2: Ones. Yeah. The hard. I didn't ones need them. But... For me. Because I have stigmatism, so my eye curve
1: is weird. He goes, I wish I knew what you were talking about. He goes, look, pal, you'll be making a lot of wishes if you don't start talking. Now, where's Barnstorm? So Barnstorm is a list, and right now that's all we know. But he does, he grabs the lamp and he brings it up to the guy's eyes, and he, he finally catches on like, oh, I, I, I think I just found the list. And the guy is starting to, like, freak out a little bit. But, yeah, he's super sweaty, isn't he? Mm-hmm. They must have just sprayed him right then, like... Here, close your, close your eyes.
0: Right.
1: And then he goes, say goodnight. And then he knocks him out. It totally looks, I was look, watching this earlier today in preparation. He totally looks like he really <laughs> hit him. It, he, yeah. he does yeah. so well with that. I was watching him in an interview the other night on the Merv Griffin show. It was an old, I was moving something to DVD. And he, he was showing Merv how he does it. And so he was hitting Merv in the face. And he's like, oh. And it totally looked real too. Uh, Bruce really has that down pat. He's got that where he, he goes. You just come right by their, right by their, their eyes, and it totally yeah. looks real.
3: And um. also, probably also depends on the actor pretending to be hit. Yeah, because I've seen the bad ones. Yeah, I'm
1: sure too. <laughs> it's really
3: obvious.
1: Well, the reason he brought it up was because he said, um, he was in, uh, Merv had asked if he'd ever gotten clocked by anybody. And he goes, yeah, there was this time that they were, um, filming like in a more rural part of, uh, of a state. I can't remember in the Midwest. And, uh, the, they wanted to get local actors. So they got this local, you know, a bunch of local actors and this one of them was supposed to come up and, and hit him, you know, hit him quote, hit him. And he said, the, the director called action and this guy started coming at him and he said he could see the adrenaline just flowing in his, the guy's face just went blank and, and Bruce was like, Oh God, he's going to hit me. Sure enough. He popped him <laughs> right in the nose. <laughs> and the guy got him, you know, cause oh. you can't stop it when you know, your adrenaline's just flowing. It was pretty Oof. funny. Yeah. Like a real fight. Yeah, it was yeah, it was funny. Anyways, it's safe to assume that Lee has now gotten the contacts, which I did not want to think about having to take them out of somebody else's eyes. That just is so gross, and okay. then having to put them in your own eyes. I so hope they had saline, but probably yes. not. I how many
3: tries it took him to get those in? Yeah, but right. He doesn't wear contacts.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ugh, gross. And then, um, so then the next time we see him. He's he's coming out of uh, the security office, out of customs. And he, the guy's like, we apologize for the inconvenience, Monsieur Stetson. He goes, but you understand. He goes, yes. He goes, these searches are are done uh, just randomly. He's like, oh, no problem, no problem. And then the guard goes over and talks to Newman, who's a bad guy. You're absolutely sure he was clean? And the guy goes, we searched him most thoroughly. And I'm thinking, uh. What does that mean exactly? <laughs> like bend over and cough? Like what? what? Like how thorough? Yep. <laughs> Are you now dating?
0: <laughs> cavity searches. Yeah,
1: cavity searches. This Newman guy. See, he's Newman's in a regular like brown suit. Lee looks so much better in the, that that cream colored suit and the white suit because you know of where they're at. You know, it just makes more sense to me. I don't know.
3: Yeah, cool. if the sun's beating down
1: on you, you yeah. be light, not dark. So Newman gets a call and Moss woke up <laughs> from getting knocked out. And he's telling Newman that Stetson got to him and he has the list. And he's like, no, that's not possible. We just searched him and he's clean. And he's like, they're on contacts. The list is on the contacts. And he's like, "Nope." <laughs> and then he tells Moss to have some people meet him at the airport. And he's going to get on the flight as well. And then they're going to get the context from Lee uh in Washington it looks like they're at a bank instead of a custom like an airport <laughs> it's so little yeah it really it's all the little like yeah the plexiglass uh, little sections called, yeah. yeah yeah
0: yeah mm-hmm. I don't
1: know what those are called but okay so Miss Pretty in pink um looks really mm-hmm. cute there she's got her little <laughs> white belt on and the little I like the pink skirt with the little white it's like a floral but it's tame it's a it's a tame version of the floral which I like I know you like it more vibrant. I
0: like her little desk. It's yeah.
1: cute. <laughs> it's
0: just right there in the corner. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: I'm obsessed with Francine's hair in this. I it's
1: know. So it looks so cute. It's, it really I does. If my hair to look
0: like that, oh, I wouldn't even know how to act. It's so pretty. <laughs> You'd be Miss Sassy
1: Pants. It is really cute, though. I thought so, too. And I like her in yeah. that, is it navy or black suit? I can't tell. It's like that. That jacket, and she had, like, a,
0: black.
1: yeah, that's, I thought it was black, at first I thought it was navy, and then I looked closer, and I thought it was black, and it had, like, a little lapel pen, um, kind of, like, draped on it, and t- yeah, I, yeah, she looks really cute in that, really cute, but Kate looks really cute in the pink, and her hair looks, her hair's in, the, like, the prime, is in prime time, <laughs> right now. I was
2: gonna say, her hair looks good, too. I yeah. Think good hairdresser on. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I think well, it's
1: always Fred Blau that does her makeup, and then um, I think Susie Germain always does her hair. But it just they have
2: the same hair
1: and makeup. No, 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 no. no. I'm talking. No, no, just Kate does. I'm just saying it's always the same one for Kate. It's just I think it's the length is like in the perfect length right now for her, and it looks really cute when she has it pulled. It's like she's got the bangs, but she has it pulled up on the sides. It looks really cute. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's it's cute that way.
2: I, my goal in in the, in the 80s was that bang style right there. Yeah. Because I hated, so I had friends that did the, like, the up and curve.
1: Yes, oh my god, like, it, was, it was awful. I hated the
2: up and curve and then they like teased it. This yeah. This was what I always went for. Like, I was trying to get the poof.
1: You were trying to get the Amanda hair. hair.
2: Exactly.
1: Season three, exactly. not two. <laughs> yeah.
3: Bangs are very tenuous.
1: Yeah. yeah. But, but, They're
2: really difficult to deal with.
1: I
3: bangs? bangs
2: in the 80s were like mm-hmm. my nemesis i hated bangs in the 80s i was so glad
1: i don't think they were anybody's die. friend <laughs> in I the 80s or 90s, 90s you know i don't think they're anybody's friend you might have thought so but looking back they weren't
0: <laughs> i don't know if i'm looking at the right one so up and curved bangs are those were like some are down and some are up yeah like curl so,
2: so like okay. they, so like they take and they do one big hoop And they hairspray like in the middle. Yes. So that mm-hmm. it would like stick straight up and then like hook like a, a hook. Oh, and then okay. they <laughs> then they Ooh. like tease it. And oh my god, I hated it. It, it, it literally looks like this this tall, yeah. like, I don't know, mushroom on the, the front of your head. Oh, like it was. I'll bring oh, in oh, my god.
1: earbooks for you, Lexa. <laughs> uh oh, next time we're at work I and uh I'll things. show you what that I, everybody I had my it.
2: My eighth <laughs> grade picture. I
1: had those because oh they no! Were the I think I had it yeah. in seventh I grade. It was, it was yeah. My
2: seventh
1: or grade. I think mine was seventh grade. I had it. Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah, did yeah. not. It's not. It was no. Like I said, it was nobody's friend. Nobody's yeah. friend. Nobody. Yeah. went. Oh, that's what it should look. like and Nobody had it. It did not look good. Yeah. Amanda <laughs> does. It, it looks cool. very nice. Awesome. It's very nice. It's it's funny because she's like doing like busy work type stuff and she's trying to grill Fa- Francine yet as a black suit. It's really cute though. She's like, when did you say Lee would be back and where is he? She goes, uh, I didn't. She's like Ugh. She's like trying to get information from the spy. It's not going to happen. Francine looks really cute. Her hair is, it's got the right amount of curl and volume. It's not too big. It's got this, uh, that sweep up on the, on the sides. It's really cute. I, I really do like it here. I didn't like the full on perm that she had before, but this is like a much looser version of it. Is that like a Santa pin she
3: has on or something? Or what is that guy? The pin?
1: Yeah, I can't. It looks like that. a little Santa, but it, I, it, I don't think it probably is. Yeah, I'm not sure what it is. Her badge uh, picture it's a is star. different, too. It's a, it's
2: a, isn't it a star? Isn't it a star? Oh, maybe not.
1: Maybe it's a, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yes, yeah, it does kind of look, I can see what it, you're it does saying. Have
2: red, white, and blue on it.
1: Yeah. It, I can see where you think it's a Santa. At least Santa has <laughs> like face. But the blue, eye, I don't know what thinking,
0: that man, is. I, I don't know. It looks like a Santa with like a sleigh or like a bag of toys. And, <laughs> just, smart, it does. Of well, let's see. It's let's like see. perfectly
1: cut off, like yeah. the
0: whole thing. Um, well, this so, is yeah.
1: this is after this was filmed after Christmas, so this was filmed in January ish time. Maybe period. it's a cupcake. A cupcake. Yeah, she seems That's like a okay. cupcake kind of girl, doesn't she, Lex? <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what it might be. I
0: do not know. I don't know if they show it again. I'll have to watch. I think it's a star.
1: Hmm. I'm then I'm is the, the, the bottom tip? Again?
3: Yeah,
1: I'm not sure what it is, but it's interesting. There's something,
2: whatever, is, whatever the chain is hooked to is hooked to the bottom of the star. So it makes yeah. it look like it's flat across. Yeah. But maybe not. I'm, hmm. I'm just
1: guessing. Well, hmm. Francine didn't tell... Amanda Jack squat so Amanda decides she can't stand it anymore and she kind of bursts into Billy's office <laughs> She sighs like pretty heavily <laughs> And then she gets up and goes right to Billy's office like well if she's not gonna tell me I'm gonna have <laughs> I'm gonna get it from the horse's mouth hopefully so she comes in and she just stands there while he's he's working
4: <laughs> Yes, Amanda.
1: Yes, sir Ah, uh, sir, it's about Lee
4: Sir, you know, I know better than to ask any question, sir, and normally I wouldn't because normally I would be able to just keep my ears open and I'd pretty well be able to pick up on what's going on, but not this time, sir. It's been three days and I haven't got a clue. Amanda, something occurred out of the country. Lee barely had time to pack a bag, let alone fill us in with the details, but it happens all the time. He's all right. He made his status checks. Thank you, sir. It's just not likely to drop out of sight. Come. Uh, just came in on a coded relay. Sorry. All, right. all right, well, uh, Lee is on flight 445. He's coming in from St. Marie and he's requested a pickup. What's his status? No problem, A7. He is going to be at the south terminal level 3 at 4 o'clock. Shall I send somebody to pick him up? I'd be happy to go, sir. Are you sure it's no trouble? No problem, sir. No trouble at all. In fact, I would probably be heading out that way anyway this afternoon. See you later. Now,
1: in the script which we do have, the shooting draft, which is dated January 16th of 1986, and in the in the script, she, when she comes in, she doesn't, um, she's not all coded and everything like that. She just comes in and says, "Hey, Lee's made all, you know, Lee made his check-in. He's on his way. He's going to be fine." She doesn't do this, you know, kind of cageyness in front of Amanda like she does. On the film version, she yeah. missed him. She wants to see him. Uh-huh. He's like, She's are you like sure? Be over there anyway. He yeah, like, she was no problem, sir. Gonna... Nothing at all. They're just gonna circle around the airport for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Okay, then he comes back, totally. You know, it's completely out of their way too. <laughs> Her eye makeup's really dark there. The eyeshadow is um, mm-hmm. really brown. It's yeah. like a greenish brown. But it it's funny and. The cutest looks get tossed between uh, Francine and Billy. She's like, kind of just gives him a look like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like that freak weirdo. (laughs) And Billy's just (laughs) like, oh, she's so cute. (laughs) Right. So she takes off right away to go pick up Lee. Now we're at Dulles. Now we're at the airport. And Lee is coming off uh, the elevator at the parking structure, level three, where Amanda's supposed to pick him up. And Newman and some other goon who I've seen before I think they've used that goon elsewhere in this series grab him and then he fights them off trying to fight them off and uh, Newman gets him with a knife in the arm in his right arm and then Newman gets him on the ground and has the guy hold him down and says hold him I need to get the contacts well Amanda just happens to pull up Uh, In the parking structure, and she sees what's going on and she starts driving really fast and running, beeping the horn. And then Lee jumps in, she scoots over so that Lee can drive, and uh, they take off. And then Newman and his goon follow after. So we get the chase seed really early this time. Yeah, Mm -hmm. also, Lee didn't have
2: any contacts in his eyes either. (laughs) Yeah.
1: No, he did not. No, No, he didn't.
2: There's
3: no contacts there.
1: (laughs) He's not a method actor.
3: (laughs) know. <laughs> it's a
1: beautiful eyeball, but Yeah, it is <laughs> yeah. beautiful. He does have pretty eyes. It's always nice when you get to yeah. see him up close like that. Yeah. So, they fly by this uh, taco stand and these cops are sitting there and so they throw out their lunch and they take off after them. So, now they're in hot pursuit as well. And you can see, it's clearly evident that Lee is having some issues. Uh, he, he got hit in the head when during the fight. He's got a he's got a big bruise in the which it's nice they put it right in the spot where he had that that sunburn, so it's nice. Yeah. That, the makeup people probably get a break. They're like, oh, we're putting more on this time, so I yeah. need to cover it up. If you look, the the bad guy, the goon, he must he like drooled on himself. He's got like drool on his face while he's yeah. driving. Nasty. Did you see that? Nasty, nasty. <laughs> yeah, the 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 spray that
2: they put on him from uh, for uh, sweat
1: did
2: not look well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like... well,
1: this is that other guy now. I think this. Of his uh, spit of his own making, actually. But... Yeah, well, like,
2: when he turns his head, you can see that they like, we're trying to make him look sweaty. Oh, okay. like, Well, he was
1: beating things... up an uh, uh, international yeah. spy, it, so. Yeah, so it, I it, guess was, so. it was a boo boo. Yeah, it would be an <laughs> insertion, right? Uh, so yeah. there's a couple issues here. If you uh, are a keen uh, viewer, you can see. I think see, I just saw it. You can, <laughs> see, you can see, first off, a palm tree. Um, which, again, they're in Washington, supposedly, and there's a palm tree. And then when you uh, look through the rear view, the the back window of the bad guy, you can see LMU, which is Loyola Marymount uh, University, yeah. which is in California. Uh, so that's another it's issue. white letters. Big, huge <laughs> white letters. You cannot miss it at all. Uh, so, yeah, so those are two of several boo-boos in this episode. There's two more to come that, I, that I've that caught on already, and I'm sure we'll probably find some more once we're watching it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those are the, those are some big ones. Those are uh, location boo-boos for sure. Yeah. So they're in hot pursuit. We see, the through his vision, we see the blurriness, and then he loses consciousness altogether. And he is driving pretty fast, and he's about to hit a truck. Amanda grabs a wheel instinctively, and, and they go through a bus stop area a little bus shield area and go right through it now if you've driven with david in california you've actually gotten to do that at a high speed and it is scary as hell i'm gonna have to say <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wait a no uh, it was a mercedes like... rental car and uh <laughs> it was uh very scary and um we actually jumped the curb And uh, went on top of that, there wasn't a bus thing there, thank God. I'm pretty sure he probably would have gone through it. But uh, it was fast, and it was scary, and I definitely screamed. So, yeah. It would have been totally more authentic if you were driving a station wagon. I know, I know. I don't think he had a station wagon at the time, but next time we're supposed to go there, and I'm sure he's going to be a little bastard and take me through there again with that. I celebrate his enthusiasm.
3: I think we both
1: we both showed a love of Mercedes, because... Yes. Uh, I, I, <laughs> yes, you do. He so he the went with Mercedes. <laughs> yes, he did, yes. Uh, he also rented a Corvette, too, one time, so... Yeah, he likes the, the, the throwback cars uh, of Scarecrow and then the Mercedes. One thing I do, not to be a spoiler, but not very far from here, and it makes sense why they would do it, because they were already filming here, the the hospital, Galilee Hospital, that they have is actually just down the road from this location uh, where they just went through the bus stop it's literally just down the road on on, a little bit further on the right and the park that they've come to when they come to see lana at the park and Mm -hmm. that that park is right right near the hospital too the hospital you know the quote hospital Hmm. so it's all right in this little area here convenient for filming yeah for sure and you can tell why they why they used it it's pretty smart
3: is it really a hospital? It looks no. like a very small hospital. No, it's, it's not. It's like an office building
1: or yeah, something? Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. It might have been like a medical urgent care or something like that. You know what I mean? It was not It was small. Getting back to the episode. So uh, they finally get the car stopped and Lee is kind of in and out of uh, consciousness. The police officer comes up and uh, Amanda gives the card to him and tells him exactly what to do. She runs the protocol like a pro for sure. And she tells him to to call that number and tell them that there is uh, eagle one that there's a bird in the nest. So Lee is the bird in the nest. Which just so cute. And so then she asks for a uh, first aid kit and he gives it to her. It's kind of funny because Kate takes it out the the like a big round big thing of uh, gauze and she just takes it out and then like unwraps like maybe two inches of it and then puts the whole wad like. On his and then it kind right. of cuts to a commercial it's really funny i don't think she's a real i don't think kate's a bedside bluebell saying probably not probably, actually, probably I guess. not, probably not. Mm-hmm. but yeah it's funny she just kind of like sticks it right down there as lee's kind of coming in and out of consciousness he tells her contact he says contacts billy he's saying eye contacts she hears contact Billy. And she's like, yeah, I've already done that. Police officers gonna call Billy for us. She's like, don't worry, it's gonna be all right. And then the cop gets on there and uh, he, he says that he's got an injured uh, federal agent and they're uh, gonna um, take care of him. And then we go to park, oh, I'm sorry, it wasn't Galilee, it was Parker General. Now, here's, here's uh, um, mistake number three, if anybody's counting. The nurse comes in and says, Dr. Hooper, there's an agent on their way in. That's not Dr. Hooper. That's Dr. Goldberg. Mm-hmm. But she, and there's no other doctor around, and she hands it to him, and she says Dr. Hooper. So, that's number three for you, for those counting. Did they change the name of the script? or is No, it's, just it's Goldberg. Mistake? No, I don't know why she did it. Um, it's Goldberg in the, in the script, and she, no one else calls him Hooper, just her <laughs> calling him Hooper. So, yeah. You'd think
0: that, like, they would have filmed multiple takes, so in all the takes, like, it says
1: Hooper, that or just Hooper. Her, That's so weird. I don't know, like, edit the sound out, so then you just see doctor, and then maybe <laughs> you don't hear the Hoopers, yeah, but she clearly says yes, Dr. Hooper, and right. he is not Dr. Hooper, so, yeah. Right. And so she gives him the, the profile, Ness has been alerted and uh, the doctor's on the helipad coming so he's he's helping out and the nurse is like man you have to let go she's like no I'm not letting go she's like totally got his hand like squeezing it and he's holding hers it's really sweet and then uh, another doctor uh, comes up uh, pulls right up and gets dropped off and then a nurse meets her and, uh, so she's somebody, she's a doctor from the nest team as well. This Dr. Hooper or Goldberg is not, he's just an ER doctor. I love that. They yeah, her I like that. Woman, the yeah, like that. person. Well, yeah, is, is she the mean one? Because they, then the helipad, the, the helicopter comes in and lands on the helipad and brings another doctor. So there's two of them. Yeah. Well, they're probably colleagues, I would imagine them. Especially, yeah. oh, totally. but it's nice
3: to it. see women in those right. roles.
1: Amanda's like looks like a sad little puppy dog uh, at the at the door to the emergency room uh, where they've taken taken Lee, and she's clearly upset because when uh, Billy and Francine come up to her, her voice is um, very heavy. You know, it's it's got she's percolant. You know, she's all choked up about it, and. Uh, and Francine goes right to her. I know yeah. Francine's telling the audience this, but it's very nice. She's like, "Nest is the National Emergency Surgical Team, and they're the best in the country, and they'll take care of them. And she's kind of putting Amanda at ease. She goes, they know what to do in this kind of situation better than anybody in the country. Mm-hmm. She's like, all right, come on. She actually seems very concerned, which is very nice. And she it makes her look even prettier. Her being yeah. nice makes her look prettier, I think. She looks really good there. And she's being nice, so it's nice. She's not being a snarky, yeah. She's not one dimensional. Mm -hmm. I think her,
0: yeah, superficially, I think that pin is a crown. They like zoomed in a little bit on it the whole thing.
1: Oh, that makes
3: sense, yes.
1: That's true. I like it, yes. Maybe her, her prince that uh asked him to marry her, uh, gave it to her (laughs) where she turned him down because it was too small, yeah,
0: right. They are pretty, like big stones in it. I'm sure that they're fake, but, you know, if we're going along that fanfic line of thought here,
1: then, yeah, he gave it to her. Interesting, some interesting stats that we learned about, about Lee. Some things we already knew that were quite obvious. His profile says he's 36 years old. Good physical condition. <laughs> I'd say a little more than good, sir. He has an anaphylactic reaction to penicillin. We knew that already. And His blood type is O-positive this close. I'm O negative. I was like, oh, we're both O's, but mm-hmm. i I'm was the gonna say, donor, you can share your blood with him, but not vice versa. Isn't that suck? I can give my blood to anybody. Anybody yeah. can take my blood, but I can only get O negative. You need to be the universal o <laughs> <laughs> So
3: when times get rough, you can take anybody's blood.
1: And, exactly, but no, I only can take stuff that's like mine. Figures. <laughs> Always give, never get. I don't even know my
2: blood
3: type. Me neither. I just looked it up recently.
1: They they tell you when you give blood, and then they're like, oh, they're like vampires <laughs> are like, oh, you're O oh negative. <laughs> because I can give to anybody, so they're like, they, oh my god, they're like vampires. They call you every every fifty six days. Gets, my dad is O
2: negative. They call all the time.
1: They'll be yeah. like, hey, uh, it's been fifty seven days since you gave. Can you give some more? And you're like, oh my god. I just yeah. got, I That's just replenished. So I finally told then, him, I'm like, you guys that. call way too much. Please stop calling me. I'll I'll give when I want to give, you know, because it was getting obnoxious. Yeah. Dr. Hooper slash Goldberg is going over all the, the pertinent information with the nest doctor. And she's like, oh, you run a tight ship here. She goes, we could always use another uh, doctor on the team. He goes, oh, I, I'm i good here. It's like, no, lady, you do not want this dude here. Spoiler alert. Yeah.
3: She did not
1: do her research there. <laughs> she did not at all. He's a bad, bad man. He kind of looks just scuzzy, doesn't he? And this other doctor that comes in, he looks like he was just on the golf course, <laughs> doesn't he? Yeah. He's like got a polo shirt on kind of thing. Didn't even get his lab coat yeah. on coat. <laughs> yeah. Barbara is the name of the female doctor. And then uh, I'm not sure what this guy's name is. He asked if they'd done a CAT scan and uh, Goldberg says uh, he'll go advise them that they need to get that going. Oh, that's Dr. Scardelli, Roy Scardelli. First off, I always sit my foot like the, like Amanda's sitting at uh, 1130. I always have my foot like flipped like that, <laughs> like in this awkward juxtaposition <laughs> like that when I have my legs crossed. Oh, okay. You know, I always have my foot- Like her your ankle is like, like yeah, forced towards It's like, yeah, know. it's like kind of flipped. I always do that. Mm. I didn't realize, I thought Francine was wearing pants, but it looks like she's wearing a skirt. The suit, it's like a suit skirt. What do you call that? Skirt suit? Pantsuit. Oh, no, because that's pants. Got it. Yeah, so what is that? Uh, I was, this year's old when I found out. Their hair does kind of look similar, though, doesn't it? Yeah. It's similar length. I mean, obviously different color, but they both have it going up. They have, she, uh, Francine's is more of a side suite on the bangs versus Mm -hmm. all up front like Amanda's, but. I do like Amanda's better when it's a side suite, though, which we've see, I think we saw last uh, episode, if I'm not mistaken. Well, either the last episode we just posted, or the episode I just edited, or the just the episode we just, I don't know, I'm not sure which one. I've got too many. I literally almost screen-capped the wrong episode again. Oh, no. I almost screen-capped uh, Three Little Spies instead of oh, Reach for the Sky about myself so they're grilling amanda they're like did he say anything and she's like he said contact billy she goes think amanda amanda think she goes really francine all he said was contact billy nothing else which he did she just misunderstood what he was saying because he was kind of out of it and you're you assume contact billy not contacts he doesn't wear glasses so she wouldn't think that so it makes sense but now dr goldberg comes out and uh they jump on him and, and ask what's going on he goes the nest team is still going over him when i left him he was unconscious and they ask how serious he goes well he has a very serious head injury we won't know more until the cat scan so billy tells amanda that she should just go home this is twice he, in this episode this is the first time but he he asked he tells her to go home twice in this episode she's like no i think i'll stay And he goes, you won't be able to help. And she goes, no, I I think I'll stay. And Billy says, well, we'll contact your family and tell them you're staying with a friend. And Amanda says, well, that's true. I am. You know, it's very sweet. Mm -hmm. You can tell she's worried with a friend in trouble. And she goes, that's the truth. So then she ends up spending the night there, which is very sweet. And I don't think you would just do that for like a coworker. No, definitely not. No. You wouldn't do that for me? I'd do it for you. So yeah true. but you're not just a co-worker oh. our friends right oh, that's true okay good one you're a little nice safe nice safe no but yeah you wouldn't do that for a co-worker unless you were in love with him yeah <laughs> well they didn't have anybody with them yeah you no know? yeah okay, but still so. i mean in, in, they're gonna have a guard outside this room you know so it's not like but that's i know i i totally agree with you i'm just playing devil's advocate, saying, "Yeah, you know, no, it's if, if they're co-workers, yeah, they're, they're but, good friends. because a
3: night in the hospital hot. isn't fun. If I need no. It.
1: Yeah, not at all. God, God, no. Not, not even day day if you're not in it, you're just sleeping there, it's miserable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Incessant beeping and all that. Yeah, all of us know about that, right? Especially this year, even. Yeah. She spends the night, and uh, I think we can all agree they're, they're best friends at this point, right? nobody does anybody disagree sure, with that yeah. yeah yeah so if your best friend's in the hospital like, you're totally going to be there makes true. sense even if you you know are totally in love with them <laughs> i would say especially especially because you are. you're in love with them yeah <laughs> it's so funny um okay so the newman comes up i don't i feel like i need to say newman <laughs> that's our side bell. Newman. newman newman Mm-hmm. So Newman comes in with flowers, like he's just coming to visit this little grandmother or something. Ugh! It's such a
0: pretty bouquet, too. It actually It is so
1: pretty. It's pretty that yellow rose um, that's kind of opened up, or is that a tulip? Yeah, it's a tulip. The tulip kind of popping through, and then he just tosses them when he when he leaves, anyways. Mm-hmm. So he comes up to the nurse's station uh, with the the, do- uh, the nurse that doesn't know the doctor's names. And uh, it's 825, so it must be in the evening he's coming. And uh, he's like, uh, what, what room is Stetson in? And she's like, I don't think we have a patient by that name. <laughs> and uh, he's like, oh, I'm sure he's in. She's like, oh, let me, maybe administration has something. And then he sees the guard, and he's like, uh, yeah, never mind. <laughs> like, uh, I'll get out of here. Let me just pull my gun out of the room. Yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> because, uh, it's okay, and then leave. And she hangs up, and she just kind of gives him an eye, like, what the heck? And then he walks right by the guard, and then he takes the gun out. Yeah. He takes the gun out. A extra something special. I yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, mm, this smells like metal and gunpowder. <laughs> right. So then he takes that and just dumps the, the flowers. Now, as he opens the door, it's actually pretty good directing. Uh, it's kind of cool. When he opens the door, you see Amanda coming down the hall then. And she's waiting to go in to, to, to see him and, and wait with him. Yep. And then it's morning. That that same car that dropped off, the doctor, seems to be in front of the hospital again. So I guess they didn't want to get another car. And then Lee wakes up. Again, we're, we're seeing his hazy view of things. And uh, he's, he's seeing uh, that he's in a hospital bed. And then he sees Amanda sleeping on the couch. Which, that couch looks way more comfortable than the one I spent yeah. time in this summer. <laughs> way yeah. more. Mine was like an inch that pad. A nice yeah, it was mm-hmm. an inch pad on a block of wood next to a cold window. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's brutal. But, I mean, if you're going to give, I mean, Kate should get preferential treatment. So, I guess that's only fair. <laughs> but she had, like, a nice little couch and looked all cushy. Yep. So, Lee's waking up and he's calling out to Amanda and um uh, then right then Billy comes in, uh Billy sees Amanda sleeping there. That's sweet. He tells Lee's like, Well, you look a lot better than that you did last night. And then Lee says, If this is the hangover, I don't don't tell me what the party was like.
3: <laughs> I think he does good in the he does good in the scene as an actor. Yeah, kind of playing Kurt.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, kind, kind of out of it. it yeah, kind of yeah. out of it. Yeah, I noticed later when he's with his arm, like he was He was favoring it, you know, like really, you know, he was kind of like keeping it close to his his chest so it wouldn't move. And that's what you would do if you had an injury like that. You would not want to move your arm because it would hurt like a mother, (laughs) you know. Mm -hmm. So he does well on that and not, which is a good thing they made it his right arm because then he doesn't have to use it so much. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, Lee wakes up and he's like kind of coming out of it. And he said, what's Amanda doing here? And Billy's like, oh, they said you might have some uh, memory loss. He goes, Uh, I like it, he goes, she saved your butt. (laughs) Giving her so much new credit. I knew better than to send her home. Dude, you did try to send her home. She said no. (laughs) And then she wakes up. It looks like she's wearing a slip. Do you guys remember wearing slips? (laughs) When I was younger, (laughs) we always wore slips. And then it was like, all hell broke loose. We were like, screw this slip things. No one's wearing (laughs) slips anymore. (laughs) I don't remember the last time I wore a slip. I honestly can't remember the last time I wore a slip.
3: I think 80s. I have a skirt that's a little bit see through. That I I have a slip that I wear. Yeah, maybe. Because otherwise, if I was in the sun, you know, I don't know. Yeah, like
1: yeah, so. yeah. Remember <laughs> okay, those the eighties? No, I haven't
2: worn one since
1: high school. Oh wow, okay. I, I think I worn one because of like it was chiffon or whatever, and you could, you know, was see through. Yeah, whatever. see
2: through. It. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I guess i never had any see-through skirts. Which I guess if you're going to be on TV, you really don't want anybody seeing through your clothes. So that's probably good. Yeah, that's true. Pause it! Pause it! There forever. Yeah, exactly. All to see. Exactly. That's pretty smart. Once again, she's spent the night somewhere and wakes up and looks better than I do when I have a full, fresh set of makeup on. It's amazing how that works. Her makeup didn't smudge. She still got all her eyeshadow on. <laughs> yeah, not reality. So she hears them talking, and she gets up, and she's like, "Oh, Lee, you're awake," you know, and comes and Thompson sits down, and gets like practically lays right on him. And she does that too, Jen. Like you were saying, you know, really, I think it was you playing it up about, you know, she's like rubbing her nose, she's like when you first wake up, you're kind of just still kind of groggy, and stuff. it. Uh, her hair does not look like she slept on a couch all night. That's for sure and he asks about the contacts and she goes no you didn't even have a camera with you automatically she's thinking uh you know lenses for our camera and uh then billy's like wait you when since when did you develop an eye problem i don't know is it like with pilots uh, a, a spy has to have perfect vision I know pilots have to. <laughs> I don't
3: know. Yeah, or at least Billy knows his eye status. For yeah,
1: I know, right? <laughs> when do you wear contacts? Well,
3: they do have to have physical every other year, right?
1: Yeah, but would you know like all the the attributes of all of your people? I mean, it's just... well, please, if you go
3: to that. the military, maybe some military branches you might. Yeah, have you'd to have. have to have
1: perfect. Yeah, yeah. So maybe. So Lee's having this internal dialogue, you know, he's trying to figure out, he's like, what happened? Did Newman get the contacts? He's trying to figure all this out, piece it all together. They're both Billy and Amanda are kind of confused. And uh, he's like, contact lenses, you know, he goes, I gotta go. And then Amanda pushes him, literally pushes him down on his chest and says, no, you need to stay here. And then he, you can tell he's in a lot of pain, both from his head injury and his arm. And then, so then he sees the, the bracelet on him, it probably tells, in this instance, it probably tells what time he, he got in, and he's like, how long have I been here? And, and they, Billy tells him 15 hours, and he's like, 15 hours, that's too long, you know, um, the, the list, the list. He finally explains it, it's the Barnstorm list. It's a string of non-prose, civilian eyes and ears that he's gathered over the last 10 years. And he pulls Billy and he says, Billy, somebody in his family double-crossed them. And they put it all in there and sold it to the Germans. He goes, and he either got remorse or religion, but he killed himself. Billy asked if it was the full list. And he's like, I don't know. I never got a chance to look under the microscope to, to compare it to see if it's the full list. Could be a partial list. They don't know. He's asking, he's like, who checked my eyes when I came in? And, and Amanda's like, I don't know. A lot of people, the doctors, the nurses. And then, so he's trying to get out of bed again because he wants, again, as always, he's a man of action and wants to get out there. And his he's worried about his family. And uh, they're worried that someone's gonna go and take out that his whole family, his whole list of his eyes and ears. Which
2: explains why he was so violent and frustrated and angry at the beginning.
1: Good point. We we've said how many times now that how loyal he is, you know. Yeah. So he'd give mm-hmm. his life, you know. To, to save those people because that's what's expected of them. And so I, I, yeah, I think you're right. So Billy's trying to get him to understand, like, you, you need to let us handle it. We'll trace it down and find it. You just have to stay in bed. He goes, you wouldn't be any good to, to anybody if you killed yourself. This is kind of interesting because for anybody who has ever had contacts, they have them out and they have them, like, in a little dial thing. And they're just looking at them. They're all fresh and clean. And it's like, those suckers would have dried up so fast. Outside of that solution, they'd be like, yeah. it's like on SpongeBob when they when SpongeBob gets out of the yeah. water, he's all like all dried up. And yeah. that's what they would look like. It's kind of funny.
2: Did hard contact hard contact lenses do that too? Yeah, I don't
1: think so. I thought they did, but they still have to be moist, though.
3: <laughs> like a disc, you just shove in your eye. I would, I would
1: Like hate having that. a
3: literal lens on your eye. You're right. That's sort of an odd little carry. You think you'd have to be in something? It'd have to
1: be in some tiny. type of solution, and it's it is very tiny, very very, very tiny. It's way smaller than. A Doesn't real even cover your pupil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Goldberg, A.K.A. Hooper, <laughs> is uh, with a new gentleman, and this is Nathaniel Brody, and he is uh, what we learn later is as the death broker he's a bad bad man and uh the doctor has uh given him the one contact lens and he's telling him that he took that lens off of an agent stetson named stetson who brody obviously knows and uh he said his chart says he's got 20 20 vision so i became suspicious maybe he likes to have blue eyes or something (laughs) when you're in the er though well i guess you did he was looking at You're it really at closely. The 2020 vision. Yeah, it's all happenstance and <laughs> it's just silly, but it's because it's in the script and all that. But yeah, it's ridiculous. He wouldn't think twice about it, especially in an emergency situation like that. It's silly. Mm-hmm. Doctor Goldberg tells Brody to look at it in the sun, and so he goes over there, and you can see that it's got a bunch of letters on it. And he says, it's covered with some sort of list applied to the plastic with a photo process. And he goes, I can't read it. He goes, yeah, you need a microscope. I had a quick look. It says something about Barnstorm. And Brody's ears perk up. He's like, Barnstorm? He goes, very good, doctor. I told you one day something I could use would fall into your lap. You're a good judge of character. He goes, not necessarily, I just try harder until I find the right person in the right weak spot. So apparently Brody has gotten some papers from his doctor's office about uh, prescriptions writing some naughty naughty prescriptions that he shouldn't have been writing and uh, he's saying the DEA would be very interested in getting those so he's blackmailing this doctor in the hopes that someday something would come of it and obviously it did in the form of the barnstorm list that's a long game he's playing Yeah, right so these guys are definitely uh, really crappy men <laughs> Those that play the
3: law game are the scariest. I mean, yeah. seriously, people who like plan stuff out. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the patience people. of it.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> I know some of those in my life, actually. <laughs> oh god! I'm sorry oh, to hear no. that. Well, at work. Oh god! Yeah. Not not oh. in my family, but
2: yikes. Yeah, okay, so I think I still have a vilest villain to vote for it. Oh, so I'm gonna okay. choose Brody.
1: Yeah, he's pretty oh. evil.
2: Yeah, I think I. I he's. He's gonna be my
1: vile villain. Your last nomination for that? I think My last vile yeah. villain wow. nomination. Wow. All right. I like it. Consider it entered, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, the script differences. When Billy's trying to get Amanda to go home, Billy says, Amanda, why don't you go home? You can't do anything here. And Amanda says, no. And Francine says, Amanda, it could be hours before. And Amanda goes, no. <laughs> she looks up at them, <laughs> determined to stay in control. She goes, I'll wait. <laughs> It's so funny, like no. Not even like no, nope. yeah. but you can go no nope. <laughs> like I'm not yep, I'm not leaving. Mine. This that's my man in there and I'm not leaving him. Now in the uh script there's there was a lot of confusion on names <laughs> for this one. I'm not sure why. I don't know if Lynn Kelsey just couldn't figure it out or what, but in the script it's Eric Newman, but in the film version it's Kurt Newman, so they're one and the same apparently. And then in this scene in the film version that's that we're on right now, with Billy dropping her off at the, the agency's lot, the car lot, actually what happens is, this is in the script, Exter- exterior hospital parking lot day, Amanda and Billy approach Billy's car, and Amanda says, thank you for the lift, sir. They didn't say when they'd be through with my car. Billy says, look on the bright side, this will help keep you out of trouble. She says, who are you going to post at Lee's door to keep him out of trouble? And he says, you don't think he'll stay in bed either. And off of her, no, he says, okay, you can come back and stay with him, but I'm holding you responsible for keeping him here. And then she takes a cab to her house and then will get over to the impound lot herself and get the car then. So it's a little bit different. Here in the film version, Billy is giving her a ride over there. And uh, he drops her off. He, again, attempt number two to get her to stay home. It's like a half-hearted attempt, too. She does ask him, how long do you think they'll have my car? And he goes, a few days. He goes, you can stay home and out of trouble. (laughs) And then she goes, well, what about Lee? And he goes, he'll be fine. She goes, sir, you know he won't stay put. He goes, why don't you stay with him? I'll hold you responsible. (laughs) She goes, yes, sir, I'll do that if you would want me to, sir. (laughs) As if she wouldn't do it anyways. And then she comes up to Leatherneck, which I thought he worked inside the agency. But apparently now he's working out here in the in the shop. And they seem to have way more cars than uh, than what Gino had. Some of those are not nice looking cars. No, they're either. not. They're not at all. <laughs> but there are a lot of brown sedans you can see. <laughs> These are spies. Give them something good. <laughs> at least with an engine in it. Lexi, your favorite toothy guy is here. Good old Leatherneck. I left at the perfect time. It was yeah, definitely it. calculated and planned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's an agency in lot. I, it, I think it, it's uh, the, the, like the repair shop or whatever, yeah. So
2: he still works for the
1: agency. Yeah, no, I know he works for the agency. I'm just saying he's usually inside when he's like at the... Oh. Remember when um, in Wrong Way Home? When he's inside doing the pictures and the IDs and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So she ex- informs him that Mr. Melrose said she could get a loaner car while hers was being repaired. And he's like, he goes, uh, yeah, I was going to ask you, what'd you do, drive that wagon through through a house? She goes, no, it was a bus thing. He goes, oh, he goes, when did you get your door blown off? She goes, that was last year. She goes, how did you know? I didn't even bring it here to be fixed. He goes, your car told me. So in the script, it's a little bit different. Oh, it's a little further. It's further. We have a couple scenes in between this in the actual episode. But she says, he goes, when was it you had your door blown off? And she says, last year, the Romanians. But I didn't have it fixed here. How did you know? He goes, your car told me. (laughs) So it was the Romanians in the script that did it. They blew it off. But I wonder why she wouldn't bring it to the agency shop if obviously the Romanians did it. Question, yeah, that's probably why they took that out. Yeah, so he's short too because she's she's taller than him, or at least her hair is. (laughs) She might be a little bit like
3: that tank top.
1: Oh, god, (laughs) (laughs) that is bad. He's just
0: not my cup of tea. If, if
2: this wasn't an 80s episode, I'd make that a crime against
3: fashion.
2: <laughs> it, it is an yeah.
1: So. yeah. Can you imagine going to work with a, a wife beat around like
3: that? I know, oh, right? No. It's kind of a stereotypical mechanic
2: look. Yeah, it like, is. It's not yeah. working.
3: No. Well, it's, it's
2: not difficult. working at all. You're <laughs> <It's> a <pretty laughs> mechanic anyway.
1: Oh, yeah. Is that like a pinto? <laughs> it's like a purple pinto. Oh, that she gets? Yeah, it's horrible... It's a horrible looking thing. I don't know what that is. It looks kind of like her, uh, a little bit like her Charlie's Angels car. Her, oh, her, yeah, that her color is horrifying. Yeah, that purple. He goes, it's it's uh, kind of like a purple heart, but all over. <laughs> and then he like does a Fonzie thing on it and hits it on the on the hood to make it kick over. <laughs> and then I'm I was trying to figure this out earlier. He hands her the keys and she goes, oh. And it's on a rabbit. It's got a rabbit's foot. And he goes, "You're gonna." She goes, "I'm gonna need that, huh?" And I don't know if she meant, "I'm gonna need the luck," or "I'm gonna need the key." I just, I think, a little bit of maybe. both, maybe. Yeah, probably both. Yeah. So yeah, so she goes to take it, and I don't know if she does it or if they just make it do that. But it was like chug, 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 chug it away, and then it leaves. It's kind of funny. All right, so now Brody, Brody's a bad guy. And in case you didn't know why we know he's a bad guy, it's because he's on that phone, the fancy, fancy phone. <laughs> and I don't know if he's drinking any tea, but he definitely has a fancy phone, so. I'm surprised he doesn't have his, like, mm. pinky out or something. I know. Well, he does have that big <laughs> pinky. Do you <laughs> see the pinky ring? The big ring. Fancy phone. Oh, yeah. I like his tie, though. It's kind of got an iridescent little ribbon through it. Yeah. It's kind of cool. I guess
2: mm-hmm. this proves that it's not a microdot. It's actually
3: photoed on the
2: yeah, they so said a photo
1: process, yeah.
3: Yeah, I okay. looked up, the first contact lenses were made of plexiglass.
1: Oh my God! <laughs> Are you serious? Now, no. I'm oh. sure it
3: evolved a little bit before the ni- 1986, but it was 1998 where a big breakthrough was made. and made of
1: soft. That's the only kind I of ever had, so.
2: I was going to say, that's the only kind I of had, too. So that tells you when I uh, got my first contact lenses.
1: Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> So, yeah, that's a pretty tough plastic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Brody has them under a microscope now, and he's saying, hey, you know, what's the deal? You can't read this. It's just a bunch of gibberish on here. And he goes, oh, you need the other lens and overlay it, and you'll be able to read the list. And he's like, oh, really? You kind of forgot to mention that part of it, you know? And he's like, hey, I'm just using it for leverage. Mm-hmm. He goes, Are you being cute with me? <laughs> he goes, funny you didn't mention that before. He goes, I'm not holding out on you, Brody. I'm just keeping you honest. You'll get the other lens when when I get my papers from you. He goes. The deal will go through. I'm just worried about your skin. He goes. Save your threats. He goes. Not me, Stetson. He's like. He's not a rookie player. He'll hurt you when he finds out who took his lenses. Besides, when I make the sale, I want to guarantee that I want to guarantee him the goods. I don't want Stetson on my tail. He's like. Is that clear? He goes. No. He goes. Kill him or no deal. And the doctor's like. Oh crap. <laughs> you lay down in with with dogs. You get up with fleas, sir. Although he looks like he already had fleas. So Lee's at the hospital, still, hard to believe, but he is actually laying in bed there. So you know how bad he is, uh, how bad off he is, because normally he would be up and sneaking out like he'll do it in a little while. So Dr. Goldberg comes in and leaves uh, some pills on his nightstand, but he's not a total bastard. He, he fills up his cup to, you know with water. I was like, really, dude, why would you do that? <laughs> Make it nice and easy for him to take yeah, his pills. exactly, exactly. He just leaves it there. And he was, Amanda was reading Yacht Magazine, 86 Yacht uh, Ma- Magazine, when she was sleeping over, so. Okay, one of the absolute cutest scenes now is on, and it's Amanda and, and Dottie in the kitchen with them eating, and it's the cutest, completely ad-libbed, I think, because... Uh, There's no scene in the script, and this is the shooting draft. Uh, There's no script, there's nothing about this in that, uh, about this in the script, and it is cute as a button, Uh, and it's the briefest of moments, but it's such a mother-daughter moment, and it's so cute, and you can see kind of uh, Beverly and Kate in, in there, mixed in with the characters, I think and uh daddy comes in in her little cute little overalls i look horrible in overalls she looks adorable in them. i don't know how that works but Oh and their guests oh fancy, are they, were they were they the yeah. guests overall? I, didn't, I, it. I just knows. didn't know i didn't how do you know they are i don't see it well when she turns around the little uh um, oh the little triangle triangle
3: in the back oh, okay. and i think says this guest right here those were like those, those were expensive back then yeah
1: they were
2: expensive she's a yeah, grandma. The little get yeah she it's the it's got she's got a little fancy belt on with too yeah mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. is a like marshmallow is this marshmallow fluff before marshmallow fluff well that's what fluff I was, was wondering
1: because I just introduced my my 10 year old to those uh since the pandemic and oh my god he can't fuck them and then oh my god, I hate them for like three years
2: straight in grade school
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay I don't really know what you guys are talking about you have to explain
1: You've never had fluffernider sandwich? A fluff there <laughs> you take you take bread, and then you put peanut butter on it, and then you take marshmallow fluff, and you spread that in there, and then you have it. But I added oh. the banana. So you take a banana and slice it up and Whoa. put it on there, too. Banana His head exploded. Fluff. He was like, this is so good. He was looking at me like, I don't think that's going to be good. And he tried it. He was like, oh, my gosh. So that's then he started yummy. eating those. i knows. never tried it. Yeah, I you should I try that. It's, it's uh, He loves it. But uh, I it. it's From a little too sweet grade for me. Until
2: fifth grade ate peanut butter fluff like wow all the time. That was back
1: in the so, day, when you could still have peanut wow. butter at school. Yeah.
3: So you call it peanut butter fluff because it's peanut butter with
2: marshmallow no, it's spread?
1: Fluff and nutter. No, fluff nutter. Nutter.
2: So you get yeah fluff, fluff, fluff yeah, and fluff. Yeah, and peanut butter fluff comes in a jar, body, and it's like it's like it's it's. Creamy
3: marshmallow.
1: Yeah, is what it is. Never, never had that. No. Oh my god. <laughs> we, I probably bought like ten of those this this uh, past eight months. Oh the little god. ones, because you can't find the big <laughs> ones anymore.
2: Yeah, they're, they're real small. Mm-hmm. We used to like, yeah, we used to get the jar that was like six inches tall and yeah. five inches wide. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Jen, do yourself a favor. Okay, this weekend, get yourself get some them. fluff. No, just listen. Get yourself some fluffer nutter. Okay. Some fluff. <laughs> some marshmallow fluff. And then get a block of cream cheese. And then mix yeah. mix the whole two things together. Whole fluff and butter. And whole, and, yeah. and then mix it together and get some fruit and dip that stuff in there. Lexi. That's can, really good. Lexi, too. can you attest to how yummy that is? It is really good. I had never had marshmallow
0: fluff ever before. Taya introduced me to that, and it's it's really good. Very tasty. Like you not can just go, sit oh, there eating it. it, but it elevates it. Yeah. Just really, as like a little decadent treat, it's, it's very tasty. very yummy.
1: tasty. It's really good. ten out of ten. Yeah. I,
0: really have,
3: I have never had it. I don't think so. I will have to try it. And mm-hmm.
1: if you really want to be naughty, so uh, get bad. some Granny Smith apples. Slice them up like french fries, peel them and then slice them up like french fries, coat them with cornstarch, okay. okay, deep fry them, like put them in the fryer, <laughs> take them out, listen, take them out, dip them in cinnamon sugar, and then dip that with that fluffernutter oh stuff God. I just told you about. That's good stuff, man. Okay. They sell this them at Lego really
3: <laughs> I'm recovering from, like, major health issues. They're
1: so. soft, Jen. They're super soft. They're super soft. Aren't they, Lex? They're super soft. And they are, they right? are delicious.
0: And it's apples, so it's, it's healthy, Jen. Hello. Yeah. yeah. It's not really good. <laughs> that does good.
1: Are good no, I don't sell prior, apples. But... Oh, you can just, just put apples in... with the dip is great. Yeah, apples with a dip is good. But I'm saying if you want to elevate it a little bit, um, you can just take a pan just take a, a pot and then boil, yeah. boil um, hot oil and then put those in there. You, they only need to be in there for like two mm. minutes. They just need to crisp up a little bit and then you dip them uh, in uh, the cinnamon sugar mix. Amazing. They sell them at Legoland as apple fries, and they are amazing. Okay, I'm gonna have to
3: try that. Yeah, sounds really good. Super
1: easy, super easy. Just Wait, you said it. dip and coat it, and what? No, so take take that Granny Smith, and then you're gonna peel it so that there's no peel on it, right? You're gonna peel it, then you're gonna cut it up like French fries, like little sticks, and then you're gonna take those and fully coat them with uh, cornstarch, and then you put them in the oil for like two to three minutes, probably. And then you t- have a plate. When you take them out of that, you take the plate uh, with cinnamon sugar in it and then roll them around in the cinnamon sugar. And then you make that cream cheese and fluff dip. It literally takes you five minutes to make this stuff. It's super easy. Lane made it for us and I one night when we were podcasting and we were, like, scarfing them down.
3: <laughs> well, you're right. The uh, pandemic is a time to try. Yeah, just... New recipes and
1: decadence things that you like normally would withhold from yourself. You know, it's nice to yeah. just try something different. It's really cute. Dottie's showing her concern for Amanda because she's been up all night staying at the hospital. And Amanda's got some books there and stuff, and she's scarfing down some cereal. And uh, Dottie comes in, grabs the peanut butter and the marshmallows. I thought you were going to take a nap. I'm
4: at the hospital all night.
1: Well, I know, Mother, but I dozed on and off. I'm
4: all right. How's Mr. Simpson? You have his head. Well, he's okay. He has a concussion, but he's not critical. You know, he's a little bit groggy. Uh-oh. If you have a head injury. Huh, that means you're going to sleep all day. Well, I know, but I thought, you know, I'd just take him some books and things so he'd have something to do when he wakes up. Well, listen, honey, I'm going to tell you something. You have got to take care of yourself. I have been through enough hospital vigils to know that they can just run you ragged. Oh, I know, Mother, but he's such a nice man. Mm, well, could be, but one of the boys and I are going to see you. Just going to the hospital hmm yesterday you were just going to the airport and you came home with your car in a thousand pieces mother could i have that one you can't hmm. get it in your mouth
1: anyway trade you you can hear i just noticed it tonight uh, today when i was watching when she opens the drawer to grab a knife you can tell there's no other silverware in that drawer you know how you can always <laughs> when you open the drawer you can hear it bang and yeah. stuff you can tell there's like nothing else in that drawer <laughs> except that knife just for her to use So she pulls it out, and she takes the peanut butter. I've never done this before. I don't even know if it would be good, but she takes the peanut butter and then, like, takes a big marshmallow and just slaps it right on the marshmallow and then pops it (laughs) in her mouth. And you would see Kate. It's so funny. Kate looks at her, and she's, like, laughing because she's having a hard time getting her line out. Yeah, because of the peanut butter. Yeah. Marshmallow. It is the marshmallow (laughs) peanut butter. And so she's making another one, and Amanda goes, can I have that one? She goes, you can't put another one in your mouth. You can't fit it in there. So she, she gives it to her. And then Dottie takes the cereal and starts eating that. It was so cute. It's just a very mother daughter moment that, you know, it's very natural. It seemed very natural. It was very cute. Yeah. I have marshmallows upstairs. I'm totally going to try that. You have to just for, for this. Yeah. Research sake. (laughs) So in the script, it was kind of cute. Amanda's getting some things around so she can take him up to Lee because he's probably bored at the hospital and Dottie says that sounds pretty serious about his concussion. She goes are you sure he's up to putting together Mr. Pizza? And Amanda puts the game back. She's like yeah I guess he's a little old. I just thought I'd keep him occupied. Keep his mind off things. So she was going to bring like a kind of like a Mr. Potato Head type thing (laughs) Mr. Pizza for him to put together and just I'm so silly. But this whole scene is not hey, in there. Those are
3: good things to go to the hospital. My first bought me a bunch of coloring books. Oh,
1: that's nice. You know, just yeah. coloring, coloring books are nice. different. Uh, something that is very telling of the times, in the script, when they introduce... Sally Wong, to come in uh, to, on the script, they say, an elderly oriental nurse, They you don't use that. that. I know, Lexi just cringed, I saw it, that's exactly what I did when I saw it, I was like, oh, you can like tell this, that did not, change, right? yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> it, probably, it probably was just for us.
3: Somebody's gonna get sued, Yeah,
1: somebody's like, Oh, it's like, you could, it just, it did not age well, you know, it's like, oh, you don't say yeah. that, it's Asian, you know, it would be Asian, not oriental, oriental's for things, not people. <laughs> right yeah but i saw that and i was like oh oh no no that's naughty yeah <laughs> and in the script it's not it's not sally it's Susie. <laughs> oh. they just they, i don't know why they changed all the names but i'm surprised everybody's not calling everybody by the wrong name yeah it's kind of weird you know what i
3: noticed is like back in the day when they didn't have pagers or phones just over the intercom constantly so and so do yes. this so and so do that that would drive me absolutely crazy
1: because they
3: don't even any that way them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Thank God for mobile
1: phones. I know. Jeez. But then you're, you're, you have a nurse in your room, and they're, they're getting calls all the time, too, on their cell phone from other people mm-hmm. and all that, too. Yeah. yeah. Or they don't answer. Or, yeah, it's kind of obnoxious. So Amanda's eating the Odie's. <laughs> she barely puts any milk in there. As much as she likes milk, you'd think she'd be uh, mm-hmm. pouring that in there. I, I always use way too much milk, but I like it. I don't want it to be too dry.
0: I would rather use
1: less milk than more milk. That's my I thought um, you said I'd preference. rather use breast milk. No, <laughs> I swear to God, I <laughs> thought you did. I did not
0: that.
3: Mm. So, this is a question, Ted. Do you drink your milk? I do. If, when you're done? I do. Okay. I do. I do not. Mm-mm. I do not
1: either. Do you drink your milk? Yeah. Okay. So, so 50-50 we do and 50% we don't. <laughs> That's funny. I was trying to hear over the loudspeaker because they kept they kept calling a bunch of people on there, like you just were saying, yeah. like Doctor Leone to obstetrics, and, and I'm like trying to figure out if there was anybody. It, I didn't recognize anybody as being uh, cast or crew members, you know. Mm-hmm.
3: I'd be like, if Doctor Smith does not pick up line two now, I'm
1: gonna snap. Because <laughs> <laughs> they just keep, it's Over it, and Over it. Over. You. Yeah. <laughs> It's an emergency so we get to meet sally not Susie. sally comes in because she's dressed as a nurse she can skip right in uh and apparently the guard doesn't seem to mind go figure and she puts her hand over his uh lee's mouth and he wakes up and he obviously is very happy to see her and we find out that she's one of his family members on the barnstorm list and i like how she's uh, how he's she goes shh no fuss or you will set off the watchdog outside and he's like, how'd you know I was here? And she goes, an old proverb says, those with bad eyes must have very good ears. <laughs> Which is really cute. Because she's got these big Coke bottle glasses. Mm-hmm. I guess they're not too big, but they're they're bigger. So she says that word is, one of the chickens in the Barnstorm list is really a chicken hawk. <laughs> Which I love. I think that's so cute. You know, that there's a list of all with all their names on it. And the Germans have it. And he goes, you surprise me, Sally. You're usually right on the mark. He goes correction on two points the list may not have all your names on it and the germans may not have it and she's like oh i'm so glad you can be so particular right now <laughs> which yeah it's kind of easy for him to say his name's not on there right right so she's saying you know maybe i should play it safe and just get out and let the source dry up and just forget about this so she's into hiding and he's like no you'll draw attention to yourself he's asking for time he thinks that he can get the list back and then no one before anybody can get hurt And he's like, trust me. She's like, trust you. She goes, why stop now? He's so charming. He could charm the pants off anybody, literally. (laughs) (laughs) Now they're calling Dr. Kelly. Dr. Kelly, Dr. Kelly.
3: That's
1: right. Crazy. Now, Newman is hiding in this supply closet. And this this unassuming guy comes in and Newman (laughs) pops him one. And then, which, which, I don't know what is that. It looks like a dil- black dildo. I'm sorry. What is it that he hits him with? <laughs> <laughs> it, oh it looks like it. Oh, my you God. You laugh, but That's you know sweet. it does. Where is it now? What hmm. did he hit him with? I gotta go back. Okay, isn't it at 25, like, 03 2504, or yeah. Or 2503,
3: yeah. All right, let me <laughs> spell
1: this
3: down.
1: It's like a black, I don't know what it is. It's like a, it's, it's,
0: Probably is it like a little baton?
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, my
0: God. I see what you're saying now. That's hysterical. <laughs> it's like a mini baton. It's it wouldn't show baton. up on a metal scanner. You yeah. Know? It's, it's, what it's, is it's that? Because
1: I think he used that on Lee, too, which causes this bruisey thing. Hmm. So he knocks the orderly out, and then he's taking his clothes from him so that he can uh, go, go walk around as an orderly. He's a bad, bad man. Oh, he's got a whole little kitten there, man. Look at all that. So now, Lee is getting his coat on. He's completely dressed. He's getting out of the hospital. He can't wait around anymore. So he's getting dressed. But you can see he's very, you know, very gingerly moving his, his right arm. Because he's he's got that knife wound. And, and then he gets on the phone and pretends that he's Billy Melrose. And he's like, uh, the agent uh, covering Broken Wing. I want to talk to him. So she goes to get him. And then he, like, uses the, the the distraction to get out of there, which is good timing. There was only one nurse. Yeah, well, before there, were, there was another nurse there, but for that, for they've got, supposedly they have this floor closed down. They were supposed to have this closed down in the script, but... Because of him? Because of the agent being there, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, good timing, because as Lee's leaving, Newman's coming to get him. So Newman sees him, and then... He's gonna meet him downstairs now. So Lee's making his way out of the hospital and Newman is down there with his little uh, cart of sheets or whatever it was. And he uses that cart to uh, block Lee. He says, we need to have a talk. I want those lenses. He goes, well, I don't have them. And then he kicks them and pushes them into the ambulance and then kicks uh, the gun out of his hand, hurts himself in the process even more than he already is. And uh, gets out of there. But now he knows at least that Newman doesn't have them. So he's confirmed that, which is good. And he's back at the agency with Francine. Okay, I, I'm not a big fan of the orange and baby puke. I don't even know what that color would be. It's like a rusty brown. It's not her most flattering outfit. It is I not. Thought... I do not. I don't like the color combination at all. And thank God her hair looks good because that's the only good thing going on right now. <laughs> and then the sleeve coming out at the end is like like yeah. five inches longer than the coat. I mean, it just does not look good. Maybe it it's was Thanksgiving lot. time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. And Thanksgiving colors. <laughs> well, that is tomorrow for us. Uh, so they have a kind of a, a flow chart of, you know, all the places that he was because they're trying to narrow down where the, the lenses could be. And so they know that Newman doesn't have them. They've gone through the garage, they vacuumed the ramp, they've done everything. Which, how are you going to find those lenses? I mean, they were on his eyes. It's not like they were in the containers. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I I mean, I don't know, I, I have to say, I don't know how hard lenses work. So maybe they don't dry up like the other ones do. But after at least 24 hours, they would be just... Nothing in the wind. Yeah, they just blown the
2: wind, right? I mean, I would think. So I said, I don't think they. I don't think that they had to remain moisturized. <laughs> oh yeah. So, I don't know. I
3: mean, yeah, I, think, I don't. I don't think so either. Okay. I think oh, once they behind your eye, you know, that creates a buffer Stuff with moisture. But I, I don't know. Hmm.
1: You're gonna make me that.
3: look it up. Are you gonna gen it? I did gen it earlier, and I quickly found
1: that they were hard, like... Hard, hard. Plexiglass, plexiglass yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, let's Plexi. shove this plexiglass into your eyeball.
3: And it took, like, forever to get used to them, because... Oh,
1: God, that would be awful. Probably they're
3: just, like, carving out candies in your eyes for oh. a while to get it used seems to them. scratch
1: it. Oh, it's awful. Yeah, exactly. Regular ones were horrible. I can't imagine. And I had the, the dailies, because mine dried out so much that I had to hit the dailies, but I can't imagine, like, hard ones like that. Lee's getting frustrated you know he needs he's begging Billy for 24 hours so that he can save his family keep them all intact and keep them safe and Billy's like you're dead on your feet you need to rest and and so they finally agree that uh they'll set something up at his apartment so that he can um, still be involved in it but still be able to rest um in between as well so they've kind of compromised on that I do kind of like uh Francine's earrings and and her brooch that she has on there. That's kind of cool I just don't like the like when you just see her from the like the chest up You can just see the jacket with the with the blouse and the, the jewelry. It's fine It's just when that orange that bright reddish orange comes into play. You're like, oh That does not look good.
0: Yeah, it could be cuter overall. Just, yeah,
1: but I do like yeah. the hair the hair is super Francine cute. Has
0: and, you know she's always got high highs and low lows. you know there's never really a middle ground.
1: her're <laughs> you're right, you're right. When it comes yeah. to Lee's just saying I can't let him down. It's her job's job to hear things. let me let me you know reach out to them and see what they what they they're hearing. So then like I said, they compromise and uh, they set something up in his apartment.
2: Rigid gas permeable legends are best stored in a dry contact container.
1: Wow, I've so, never have guessed that. Yeah,
2: huh. wow. Well,
1: I still stand by the fact that they would be incredibly hard to find in a parking structure. Yes,
2: they
3: would. Yes, they would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've come so far.
2: Yeah,
1: for sure.
3: Soft, very comfortable contact.
1: Okay, so yeah. Amanda's in a cute little outfit, little black and white uh, outfit. I think we see that in uh, Three Little Spies. She is bringing a little uh, basket of plants for Lee's room, and she finds that it's empty, and it's very clear uh, that he has left the, the, the coop. And he's gone. And she sees that there's medicine on the uh, little nightstand there. So she grabs that as well. But she gets on the phone and she calls the nurse's station to find out what's going on. So she probably calls Mr. Melrose to find out where Lee is gone and uh, is heading that way. And then we see Lana. We later find out is Lana. We only see her one time. She's part of Lee's family. And she is giving a really gross looking dude uh, a massage. Poor thing. (laughs) Like, I have a job. I'm an acting job, but I have to touch this old guy. And uh, he's Russian, and she's pretending to only speak Russian. And uh, he's talking to Brody on the phone. He's offering a million dollars for the list. And uh, I'm not sure exactly why that dude wants it, but he definitely wants it. And uh, she heard everything, and she's going to reach out, obviously, to, to Lee. Now... What's with the fact that neither one, neither Leo nor Amanda can park in this episode? Like he parks, that. he parks bad. half-assed in the uh, at the park, and then she pulls up a few a few seconds later in that purple Gremlin, and she pulls in and, and pulls up right next to him, in just as crappy of a parking job as he did. That thing is so ugly. I Look was- at that. Ugh. I don't know. I was
0: just next the blue she's driving that. <laughs> That's so <laughs> Isn't that funny. An AMC or something.
1: I don't know. It's like a gremlin or something. It's awful. Whatever it is. It looks
3: more pink now yeah. there in the light. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's an AMC
1: gremlin. Yeah, AMC gremlin. I was—I was right. Oh my god! I totally guessed it. It just looks like a little gremlin. Like I've never even seen one that yep. looks like it would pee that. That's funny. Okay, so it is a purple people eater gremlin. Wow, it is awful.
2: Yep. It does. It looks more pink in the light here. It's weird. It's like a lavender.
1: Yeah, it's like a lavender. Ugh, it's awful. Yeah. So they both do a horrible parking job. She starts rambling off, like, don't blame Mr. Melrose. He told me to stick to you like Lou. And he's like, who's complaining? I'm glad you're here. I, It's nice to know that you care so much. It's like, ah, You know, just when you're like, assuming he's going to yell at you. He's like, does something really sweet like that.
2: You know why I bet they parked like that? Hmm. Because, because of the camera shot, like the cam, they both get out of the car and they're standing between those two cars, and the camera flows in towards them. I bet they parked at that angle so that the camera shot wouldn't be, so they could get whatever they were rolling the camera on.
1: Maybe in there. I don't know. I'm trying to rationalize. It could be. Yeah, I mean it could be. So she comes in. And she goes, I know you're here to see some Lulu or Lana or <laughs> she- Lola. He goes. He goes. Who's complaining? I just want to say thanks for caring she's like okay she goes i'm a little rattled he goes she goes here's your medication you left it at the hospital he goes no he's probably sedative she's like yeah because you your body needs to rest he goes now this is my network and he goes and these are not hardened professionals they're clerks secretaries janitors he goes they believe in what they're doing he goes i owe these people i owe them with my life if it comes to that oh you know she won't let you do that sir mm-hmm. he goes come on lana's waiting and then Amanda kind of gives that gremlin a, a over-the-shoulder look, like uh, out of disgust, like. Uh. So Lana meets with them and kind of in this little corner area, and she's telling them that the guy was trying to buy the barnstorm list, and she's like, "Is that the list of the family?" He goes, "Yeah." I'm sh- I wish it wasn't true. And she asks, "How many names are on it?" And he says, "It's probably complete." And he goes, "It's Philikoff that's trying to buy it from Brody." And he goes, "Are you sure it's Brody?" She goes, "I'm positive." And so she gets out of there because she's worried she's going to get caught. And then Amanda asks, who's Brody? And he says they call him the death broker because that's what he deals in. He's arranged assassinations, arms deals, coups, a, a professional middleman be, uh, opened it at any price. So I guess what you would say is he's, he's Augie with uh, a little more class. <laughs> yeah. And, and not much more.
0: But but Augie didn't arrange assassinations himself, No Augie
1: right? no, and no, i no, no. with the bad guy. Brody's yeah. a bad guy. He, I just meant yeah. that he's a middleman is all. Yeah. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's just he's evil. He's 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 an evil middleman. Yeah. Where Augie knows what's going down but he doesn't really he's He doesn't for the money, he yeah. Out. He's not trying to do anything evil. He's just allowing people yeah. which is evil in itself to be, you know, you're just being greedy, you know, you know, bad things are happening and you're helping it. So it's not like he's a a church boy or anything like that, but yeah. yeah, she's like, well, how does he do it? He goes simple. He either buys or blackmails the people he needs, which in this case, he's blackmailing Goldberg people with position contacts, power, and he's saying we can't bring him in. It's on hearsay. So, um, we need to get more than that for Brody. So Amanda says, well, Mr. Melrose probably has your apartment all set up, so let's go head over there. She's trying to get him to kind of chill out and take a break, which he clearly needs. He, he looks like hell. I mean, he still looks hot, but you know what I mean. And now he's back at his place, and it's, it's definitely an evening. And Amanda's pacing. She's trying to get him to stop getting yelling on the phone so she can get him to, to, to relax a little bit. So she tells him to relax. He goes toward the couch, and she's like, no, no, in the bedroom where you belong yes indeed <laughs> that he does yes up, he does <laughs> she's like don't argue with me he's like i got things to do she's like Shh, come on it's cool i kind of like how he's got the bedroom up a little bit and then it's got the french doors with the side um side views there the side panels or whatever it's interesting
0: i don't love the french doors no don't love them
1: no, definitely not. And my yeah. old, my old house, the one we built, the one before this one, we uh, had French doors up to our room. Like it, you go up the stairs, but not see through. Like, oh right? no, no, no! Like, no, they were actual, like, no, actual doors. No, they were actual
0: doors. Yeah, double doors, totally cool. Yeah. French okay. doors with like those little see-through curtains. The curtains it might as well be just open. But he's I mean, like, in a bedroom. But it's yeah, his, it's the yeah.
1: only one that lives there, so it's not like you know, if he's in there, it's like not like anybody else is gonna be seeing him.
3: If you had kids, you might be in trouble. If you have yeah, resource. that's what I mean. He yeah. lives alone. He's a bachelor. Might be? Warning, warning.
1: Definitely. Amanda gets him to, to lay down uh, under protest, but he, he finally does. And then she gives him those two pills that she found in his room at the, at the hospital. And he takes them. And you can see him palm them in his hands, and he pretends that he's got them in his mouth and takes some of the water. And then, uh, you know, she tries to get him to kind of relax. And then she its so cute. She's, like, touching his head, like, moving his hair and being careful around his, his head wound. And then uh, just, of course, the worst timing, Francine comes in, and uh, she's like, oh, oh, <laughs> you know, like, oh, so cozy. It's like, really, Francine? Gosh. She's just jealous. I know, but it's yeah. so frustrating. She's like, That's really a bump. And isn't this cozy? He goes, Oh please, Francine, not now. <laughs> so she comes in and she's got a stack. She's she hands Amanda some and uh hangs on some to some for herself and then she uh Francine gives him some the doctors and uh they're just the profiles on all the people that were involved in this case. And Amanda's looking through his uh, Lee's uh Hospital file. She's like, "There's no medication here." She's freaking out because she just made him take those. And he's like, "What?" She he goes, "Those were on the thing." She goes, "There's no medication prescribed for you." She goes, "I think we better call the hospital." He goes, "Uh, wait, hold on." And he grabs them from the side and he's like, "I didn't take them." And she's definitely relieved <laughs> that he didn't take them. But uh, Francine takes them to get tested, which is a good thing because they're bad. So they're left alone in his room again, which is very nice. Now, I promised you guys a, a, a fourth uh, mistake. So, the photo that they say is his mom, because she looks over and says, Oh, your folks, huh? And he goes, Yeah. And he explains, you know, a little tiny bit of information about it, about them. So, the photo of his parents, the supposed photo of his parents, is actually a photograph of Kathleen Kennedy, JFK's sister, and her husband, William Cavendish, on their wedding day in 1944 in London. So she, she, wow, yeah, (laughs) which is so funny. It's like, why would they get that? Because you can, you can do a search. You can totally see um, its exact picture. And you know, they didn't Google it, but I mean, they definitely got it from the archives somehow, but it's, it's, it's her and her husband. They had just gotten married in 1940. That's a Kennedy in the back. No, because it looks like a Kennedy. Oh, probably. I don't know, but uh, the the woman in the picture is Kathleen Kennedy, and she had a nickname, and I can't. I didn't write it down. I thought I would remember, and of course I don't. She was. That was her wedding day, and that man is uh, William or Billy Cavendish, and it was 1944 in London. Her parents didn't approve of the wedding, and they didn't go to it. And she. So that was in 44. She. Her husband died. In a plane crash, I believe, in the war, shortly after they got married. And then she was on a plane in 1948 with another man and two a two-man crew. And it crashed and they all died.
2: There's a lot of Kennedys Part that died, of, of the crashed. Kennedy
1: curse. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's like a <laughs> curse with that family.
2: Her nickname was Kirk. Oh, I
1: thought
2: it was no, Kirk kick kick. I like. kick 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 yeah kick. okay I was
1: say it wasn't kirk yeah kick is right kick kick yeah they it. called Sorry. her kick but she died really young too it's like that's so weird bad. that family that poor family so i wonder why they chose yeah. that i don't know it's that's so another point it's so interesting reason, right it's a little odd. It's odd, but yeah, they totally it's that same exact if you Google it you can totally see it. It's it's that picture.
3: Unless somebody knew her and, and it was like honoring
1: maybe her a little bit. Perhaps. I mean nineteen forty eight though. But maybe. Or maybe yeah, Or they could've just grabbed early. it. <laughs> you know? They could have just grabbed it and it was something that prop or something. I don't know. But yeah. You think yeah. though
3: the family would like that if they saw it on the show.
1: Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> it would be like, why are you so pictures? It must be something that's owned, you know what I mean? Like, they have the rights to or something like that, perhaps. I don't know, because you know they wouldn't Yeah, just maybe. I would imagine it was
2: probably like an AP photo or something. Yeah, right?
1: something like that where they, they just, you know, it's a public domain. Yeah, that's weird. Anyways, I thought it was that's funny that, that it was a Kennedy picture, though, and not. Because obviously, uh, later in the sh- in the series, in season four, we get to see uh, his parents and it's it's really Bruce dressed up like his dad, and then yeah. Wendy Malick. I don't think I knew that. Wendy Malick played Lee's mom. I don't think I knew In Unfinished that. Business. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Huh. You'll learn something new on this podcast by Golly. A couple things in the script just to catch up. When Lee's trying to get get out of the hospital and uh, Amanda's saying, no, no, this is what I what I was afraid of. Mr. Melrose gave me orders. He goes, fine, where's my belt? And there's a brief exchange during which amanda attempts to lead lee to the bed unbutton his shirt etc he is barely able to re- resist and amanda says you're not listening i know about these things i'm a candy striper don't forget head injuries are tricky you have to watch lee <laughs> it's like no you're a bedside bluebell honey <laughs> she helps him get past the guard in the script she like amanda is walking toward us the audience alone and seemingly twists her ankle the agent posted outside lee's door hurries the few steps toward her to help while this happens lee sneaks out of his room going the other way quickly entering a door marked exit stairs (laughs) once again she helps him out Mm -hmm. oh and then there was a section another scene that wasn't that wasn't filmed at all and it's lee and amanda follow paul a boyish operative dressed in a three-piece suit he crosses out of an apartment complex to his car parked nearby uh, carrying suitcases. Paul says, "Go away, Stetson." And Lee says, "Paul, I understand you're scared, but you just can't you can't just run." And Paul says, "Watch me." And says, "But you don't know what th- what will happen." And Paul says, "Lady, I don't know who you are and I don't want to. I'm a le- I'm a level 3 waiter at the Russian embassy. If they find out I'm an oh op- um I'm an open mouth to the U.S. Believe me, I know what will happen. And then they reach Paul's car and he starts loading his suitcase in in the trunk. Lee says, Paul, there's a good chance this this could blow over. And Paul says, you told me there would be a good chance I'd never be exposed. And Amanda says, you haven't been yet. And then he says, if you run, you're more visible. If you trust me one more time, I think we'll make it. Paul stops and stares into his trunk for a moment. Paul says, you think? And Amanda says, he'd give his life to say I promise. Isn't that sweet? That's a sweet scene. Yeah, they Aww. didn't they didn't put it in there though. Wonder why. They could have used it. I mean, if
0: they didn't want to pay like another actor, they could have had Lana do it, you know, like yeah. on a scene for instead of just like that quick alley thing where she's there for thirty seconds yeah. and she's like, I've already been there for too long. Yeah. You know? exactly. Like that would have been a better spot for it. Like to impart like
1: that respect and trust, mm-hmm. like that scene. Exactly, thing. exactly. Mm-hmm. I agree. It is a missed piece. When, when he, uh, Amanda says, who's Brody? Lee says, a man who would kill his family for a piece of silver. That's what he says in the script. And then that ends it. That, that piece, he doesn't go into all the death broker stuff that he does with us. Yeah, seems accurate. In this scene that we're talking about with her sitting on his bed with him, when Amanda realizes that he doesn't have medication, in the script it says, my God, Lee, which is not Amanda. She goes she stares totally. in shock at the chart. He goes, "What's wrong?" She goes, "It says you, you had no medica- no prescribed medication. None." It's like super it doesn't sound like a man at all. My godly. She'd say, "Oh my gosh." <laughs> but she wouldn't say my godly. When he talks about his parents in the script, it says, "Mom was a Brit, Mom was British and Dad was a major in Army Intelligence. They met during the signing of the NATO pact in 49, which means He was born in 50 on the show. I think his birthday is June 17th, I think, uh, of 1950. So his parents met in April because the the NATO pact was signed in April of of 49. So they got together real quick. like (laughs) It was a, a very short court courtship, apparently. It was the time of war. Yeah,
2: people did that all the time.
1: No, it was forty-nine. The naval oh. pact was forty-nine, so it was after the war.
2: It was after the war. Yeah. So they had. So what?
1: What do you? What do you got for me now, there, lady?
2: Sorry.
1: <laughs> Blew a hole right through that theory, didn't I? I well, I, they
2: people
3: did though. They got married fast back
1: then. Yeah, they did. They,
3: well, okay. and they were at war all the time. These spies, they're yeah, that's true. They're out.
1: Yeah. Okay. So then we, what we do see on the film version, which is is very sweet, because he's holding her and he's got his right arm pretty much right on her lap, too. And then uh, he's like, I don't need to be mother. She's like, All right, I'll just go on these, go over these files. And she goes to leave and he goes, No, stay for a minute. That's so sweet. It's like a very tender moment. She's like, All right, I'll stay for a minute, huh? And then he kind of settles down a little bit and uh, then she asks if that's his folks. and And he tells her, Yeah, that's them in in 49 he goes yeah my mom and dad did i ever tell you my mom was british and she's like yeah i think he did his dad was army intelligence they met when the nato pact was signed in 49 so that was april of 49 he says when he was five years old they were killed but in other episodes he said he was four so four, five, four, five. or five and then and then his uncle didn't get him until he was seven so then you gotta wonder what happened in between there he was in system. Yeah, I guess so.
3: Well, I thought he went with relatives, but that might No, I
1: don't think that. they really said, but he did say that yeah. he, was, he was kind of in, remember in um, episode five of the first season uh, with ACM Kid, he said that, uh, you know, he's had to do deal with the system like uh, Alexi did, was, was going through, and he didn't want him to have to do that, like the home, like the boys' home kind of thing, and he didn't want to do oh, that. Yeah. That's why he took him for the night. Or for a couple nights, I guess. It's so sweet. He's she's like trying to get him to go to sleep and she's like just crossing his face. It's very sweet. But she does get him to, to relax. She's got that motherly instinct to, with, that works on him too. It's kinda cute. She should
3: just like snuggle. I know.
1: And, and lay down on the other side of the bed and he snuggle. might not fall asleep then, then. <laughs> <laughs> He might be it's up. It's all on the up, up and up. up but no. So it appears that he's got he's gotten some sleep. Uh, and then he wakes up a little bit longer and goes back, he falls back asleep because he's looking at his uh, at the information from the hospital. It's cute. She's drinking out of his, his coffee cup, which is so cute. It has Lee on it. And then uh, Billy and Francine come, come over and uh, they're like, Where's Lee? And she goes, Oh, he's asleep. And then he comes out and he goes, Not anymore. So Francine informs them that the pills were uh, a barbiturate and they're not even approved by the FDA they're made by Diller pharmaceuticals and Lee that that name clicks in his head because he read that in uh some, one of the doctor's files so then he goes back to his bedroom and grabs a file and finds it and he's like oh I think we found our pill pusher so obviously they whoever this pill pusher is which we know it's Goldberg he's tied in with the, this pharmaceutical company which is, which is why Brody was able to blackmail him because he's probably been given out these these bad pills. You know, he's probably like a Dr. Robert from the Beatles. Do you remember um, Dr. Robert? He was one of those guys that gave all the famous rich people all these pills and everything. He should have been in jail. He was giving illegal drugs to people or prescription drugs to people that shouldn't didn't have a need for it. Sounds like he's something, somebody like that. And then we cut to the hospital. Lee and Amanda coming through, and Lee is fuming at the two doctors the nest doctors Dr. Barbara I don't know her last name and Dr. Scardelli. So this is the next morning. Oh, which is really funny. If you guys look at there's another little kind of little mistake. I mean, you can see why it was done, but right at the entrance of the hospital at 3814, if you look there, you can actually see Lee coming you could see his shadow coming out of there. So they just used a clip of him coming out when. And you can actually see the guy's arm. I just thought. So at 3814, if you pause okay. it right there, on the far right of the screen, you can see Newman's. Oh, yeah, you can see. You him. can see Newman's left. Yeah. Uh, you can see his right arm. And then you can see Lee coming out of the hospital, but they stop it before that happens. So they're using yeah, it like there's... just a filler scene, but it's actually that beginning of that scene from a while ago. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that funny? Hey, we oh good catch. Yeah. See, so it look too closely. <laughs> uh, I just, I haven't seen him like, God, that looks like Lee. And then I'm like, wait a minute, that is Lee. They just use it as filler. Cause you can see the ambulance in the in the window too, backing up. Cause the ambulance was just backing up at that time too, from that scene. So Amanda and Lee come off the elevator, and Lee is uh, comes in attack mode. He's like yelling at them, saying, "I wouldn't be here if it was uh, if I had taken that f- Benzo barbitol. Which one of you planted it in my room?" And they're like, "Neither one of us. We wouldn't have written a script for fenzo or anything like it for a post concussion treatment." He goes, "I need to know," and then he starts having like this headache. Which, when I was a kid watching this, I remember very distinctly going, oh, my God, something happened to him. You know, I didn't realize that it was completely put on. I was thinking, oh, my God. And then when I saw the commercial, you know, showing the preview of this, I was like, oh, my God, he's going to die. You know, as a
0: Um, whatever 12-year-old girl, you
1: know, thinking, freaking out over it. Yeah. That's funny. He's good acting it's i think um i think kate does a great job in acting here it's very you know you're like almost holding your breath right along with her you know when she's like yeah you know no you know and all that and crying and mm-hmm. stuff it was very very sweet yeah. but since when do they get to watch you know from the from the galley yeah. there you know well, they're, you doing, never. they're doing like never do head surgery on them and stuff like that you know and when they said we're losing and she's like, no, you know, she just calls out. It's very sweet and sad. And then you hear the beeping and the beep, just the flat line. She's like, cut the speaker. It seems very real for TV. You know what I mean? Yeah. They say that they've lost him and Amanda's just distraught and, and Billy comes over and grabs her and then they, they walk away and she's just like, no, Goldberg doesn't even go out of the room. He just sits there right with his de- the dead Brian. corpse right there. It's so <laughs> horrible. It's awful. And he just dials up Brody and he's like, hey, I got some good news for you. Mr. Brody, I have good news for you. I'm a heartless bastard. <laughs> so then uh, later on, Brody's uh, in, the, in the waiting area and, and the doctor comes up and he, they're doing the transaction there. And he's like, why are we doing this here? He goes, quite frankly, a precaution. You've been a bit difficult to predict recently and didn't think you'd be bold right here in your own backyard. Plus, we need, we need to have Stetson pop out and scare us. <laughs> So they do the transaction, Uh and just then Lee's coming by, and he's got like a hood over his head and everything covering up who he is. He goes, get out of my life and out of my hospital. I think we can arrange that. (laughs) He he turns around. He's like, you guys look like you've just seen a ghost. He goes, I'll have to compliment the surgical team on their fine acting. (laughs) And then Brody threatens to shoot the doctor, which I'm sorry. I'd be like, okay, go ahead. (laughs) Save me the trouble. Yeah. Save our court system the trouble, and uh, he throws Brody down and then, or throws Goldberg down and then runs off. This poor patient's like in the middle of the gunfire here. He's like hiding himself. Uh-huh. So then Brody's goes and sneaks into like a storage room, and Lee sees the nurse and he says, "Is there any way out of that?" She said, "No, that's the only way." And then she gets the hell out of there. It's ten twenty in the morning, by the way. If anybody was wondering what time it was during this shootout. Uh-huh. And he's got tennis shoes on It's so cute.
3: Well he looks very good for a patient. Yes. Kind of Yeah. matchy. Yeah, it looks nice with the scrubs. <laughs> he's got
1: scrubs it's on that yeah. Yeah. For not liking plaid, the man sure wears a lot of plaid. So he, yeah. he does his little somersault into the room and uh, because of that he hits his head on uh, one of the oxygen tanks there and which isn't helping his already heavy concussion that he's got going on. And now he's having trouble again seeing. And he's shooting blindly at what he thinks is Brody, and he's totally missing him. And Brody, who's a, I don't. It seems weird. Like, does he just not like to get his hands dirty? Because wouldn't he just shoot Lee right then? Yeah, that's what I was wondering too.
0: Because totally he clearly, him. like, he's not inhibited and in He's any like way, five so why feet
1: would he from just him? take him out. Yeah, he's like five feet from him. Yeah. And then Amanda comes around, and he points at it like he's gonna shoot him, and then Lee comes in and he's like beats the shit out of him. <laughs> Yeah, he's worried about those
3: tanks behind Lee. If he hits one of those, it could yeah,
1: just blow up. So he, he gives him one more knockout and he knocks him completely out. And then Amanda helps him get the contacts and then helps him up.
3: Those shells aren't tied down very well.
1: No, <laughs> not at all. No. And that's danger. It. It's
3: definitely not. Health and safety problem in there.
1: Lee is very relieved. He has the barnstorm list. His family is safe. Um, So that's all good. The man is now in blue, all blue, instead of all pink. Now it's all blue, but with a white belt still. <laughs> and uh, Lee's looking better. And uh, he said, how did you figure that out? How did you figure out the connection? He goes, oh, well, there was a little footnote. And he goes, you know how it is. I, I uh, how I, uh, What a stickler I am for reading the fine print. She goes,
4: oh, speaking of small print, here's some that I don't think you've read at all yet. It's your prescription from Dr. Scardelli. What? Mm-hmm. Dead rest and total relaxation for five, five days? days. Uh huh. Hey, look. That's right. There's nothing wrong. I'm fine. Mm-mm. Look, I-, I got a thousand things to do around here. I can't. I second that prescription, Scarecrow, and that's an order. Mm-hmm. Mrs. King, I have an assignment for you. Yes, sir. What is it? Him. Oh. I'm giving you a temporary AOS 16 status so that he will get that rest. Yes, sir. I won't let you down. AOS 16? Higher than you. Yeah. That's right. One sure. level higher. Step right this way, please. Amanda, uh-huh. I am not sick. You are sick. I am not you sick. You are sick. I don't I- want to argue about it. All right. Do you like chicken soup or vegetable soup? Homemade or canned? Homemade. You know, something just occurred to me. What's that? Out of all the people that I work with, there's only one that helps me the most, and she's not on the barnstorm list. That's a terrible oversight. Uh, no, it's not. Welcome aboard. <sighs> the pleasure's mine.
1: No, it's not. Go ahead.
0: Yep. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. don't be. You got it. it. So yeah, I liked it because it's um, it's the actual. <laughs> I feel like you know, recognition from Lee yeah. that Amanda is the person who helps him the most, and him like looking
1: around, you know, making sure that yes. he's watching. Yes, he kisses
0: her hand. this <laughs> so oh, sweet. Oh yes, so I cute. could feel. I know.
1: I could feel the blood, you know, going yes. up her her neck yep. and chest and yep. up to her head. Myself, you know. So cute. Yes. Yeah. And the look you she know, gives, you know, funny. So There's cute. a
2: moment earlier in the episode when, and it's when, um, when they're in the little alleyway with talking to Lula. Lana. And yep. La, sorry. Yeah. And I'm, I'm as bad as Amanda. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and, and she, after after she leaves, Amanda sort of like touches his collar, and like yeah. it's so
1: intimate. And yeah. Deep. Intimate. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah,
2: this this episode is, is a good one with the, it definitely the two is. of together.
1: There's a lot of yeah, This one's good where right where it is, because we left this one. This one's seventeen and that's where we left it as seventeen because it's just it's right where mm-hmm. it needs to be in this time mm-hmm. time frame of the season. And it's, yeah, it's definitely good things. all around. Yeah, it's kind of a good story. I like the contact lens part. There's some you know the inks. I like there's inks to it. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. It's a good one. The script yes. is a little different. So I, I thought I'd give you guys a little peek into that. So there's kind of a chase scene of course um we had it earlier on so i think that's why they took it out but brody gets away and so lee freezes lets the gun drop to the ground brody slowly backs up toward a balloons and bouquet's delivery truck an ambulance is also parked nearby he moves to the truck quickly checks inside seeing keys he turns and fires at lee who just barely hits the ground in time as bullets hit hit around him brody tosses goldberg to the ground jumps in the truck and roars off. So instead of the inside the hospital, this happens outside of the hospital. And as Billy and Amanda rush to to Lee, Billy says, Scarecrow. And Lee jumps, climbs to his feet. I'm okay, get an APB on the truck. I'll see if I can head him off. Billy nods, disappears inside. Lee turns to Amanda and says, wake here. He dashes toward a parked ambulance. Amanda runs after him. You can't drive that, not your condition. And Lee says, I don't have a choice. And as Lee jumps in, starts it. As he does, the passenger door opens up and Amanda slides in. Amanda, what are you doing? You may need me. Put on your seatbelt. So Lee looks at Amanda like she's nuts, puts on the seatbelt and roars off. Brody drives the truck at breakneck speed, a half block away with traffic separating them from Brody. Amanda points. There he is. Hang on. He maneuvers around a car, causing Amanda to hang on for dear life. Suddenly, she spots a button on the dash marked siren. Amanda says, Lee, how's this? And then hits it. She flips the switch and the siren blares. Lee says, nice move. Cars pull over for the screaming ambulance as Lee roars by. Brody looks in the rearview mirror, his view nearly obstructed by the balloons bobbing around in the in the rear of the truck. But he can tell that Lee is closing closing on him. He wheels down another street, then looks up, horrified. The street is blocked by a construction equipment. Brody slams on the brakes and sends the truck, fishtailing into a stack of cement bags that go flying everywhere. A beat later, the ambulance, siren still wailing, races up, skids to a stop, just as Brody pulls himself out of the truck and makes a break for it. As Lee leaps out of the ambulance and races after Brody, who angles past the rear of the ambulance, firing at Lee as he tr- as he runs, Inside the ambulance, Amanda jumps in the back and unlatches the rear door, then braces herself and kicks the gurney out through the door. The gurney flies out right in Brody's path. He tumbles over it, his gun flying. Lee grabs him and puts him out with one quick punch. As Amanda climbs out of the ambulance, Lee searches Brody's pockets, comes up with the vials containing the lenses. He holds them up for Amanda to see, beaming. Amanda returns a smile, fade out. Wow,
2: that was an expensive
1: uh, addition. That's why they cut it (laughs) (laughs) out.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Okay, and then not to take away from Lexi's uh, sets and standout, but there's a, a different tag, of course, as well. And so it's very similar, the AO16 part. Billy just smiles, turns and heads back to his office. Lee turns to Amanda. She smiles. She says, don't worry. You'll be working for me. I'm really good with sick people. And then we have exterior corridor moving with Lee and Amanda toward the elevator. I'm not sick. You're sick. What do you like best? Chicken noodle or vegetable soup? Homemade or canned? She said, homemade, of course. He goes, I love chicken soup. You play hearts too? She says, I'm a killer. Penny a point? He goes, a nickel makes it interesting. She goes, I don't know. Dr. Scardelli said, total relaxation. I don't want you getting excited. Lee says, I'll worry about that. Amanda and Lee grin at each other as Amanda slips her arm through Lee's and they continue to the elevator. We freeze frame out. Getting excited, huh? I like the film
0: version better. Most definitely. No doubt
1: about it. Yeah. Yeah. The
0: getting excited
2: part is cute. Yeah, that's
1: cute. And penny a point. I'm a killer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was cute. Very good one, though. I do like this one. Very nice. Yeah, I liked
3: it. It's like a mature version of If Thoughts Can Kill in a way because of the hospital scene.
1: Yes, and he's always trying to get out of the hospital and stuff.
3: Yeah, Yeah, I can see
1: that for sure. Yeah. I agree. Very cute.
3: It's time to recommend some videos from the video fall related to the episode The Eyes Habit. The first video contains clips entirely from this episode. It is set to the song My Immortal by Evanescence, which was created by Fan 13 this one is all about Amanda being there for Lee and everything he goes through in this episode. The second video is by Love SK and k set to the song In Her Eyes by Joss Groban. I love this video because it starts out with Amanda's quote from We're Off to See the Wizard, which is, you just act like you're some kind of Superman, and you're not a Superman, you're just a man, but you're a pretty special man. And I think that really sums up Lee for sure. Be sure to check out the middle of this video, which has a bunch of quick snapshots of Lee and Amanda together, which are pretty cute. These videos can be found on YouTube and provided links on our website under show notes at nkcpodcast.com.
2: And now it's time for mail from Mrs. Marston. Today we have two entries into the mailbox. The first one is from Kathy, and she says, Hi, ladies. I was listening to your podcast of the Artful Dodger, and my ears perked up when one of you mentioned genealogy. Which one of you is interested in it? I have a hard time recognizing who is usually talking, just because my hearing is not the greatest. Anyway, I enjoy researching my family, too. I also listened to Filming Raul, and I wanted to mention a bit of trivia. The original Password Game Show was hosted by Alan Ludden, who was married to Betty White. I'm old enough to remember that. Best wishes to you all. So
1: I'm totally I'm right old there. enough. I'm totally uh, old enough to remember Alan Ludden and Miss Betty White. I, I love Betty White. She's a doll. I don't doll.
2: See, I didn't, I didn't know anything about that. But oh, the genealogy okay. person is me, yes. Miranda. <laughs> I, I'm a total genealogy junkie.
1: Yes, you are.
2: Yes, I am i even pay for the stupid ancestry now
1: i gave in wow look at you yeah i have no i I have no interest i don't know do you guys are you interested i have no interest in that i well you know what
0: um a little bit like um you know my my older family members got into it and then with like the ancestry.com stuff you know it's easy to go and see the different um branches and trees I basically know nothing about my father's side but my mom's side is pretty well fleshed out so that's pretty cool but I don't actually do the research I just like to consume what others have, yeah, have yeah. found thus far
3: <laughs> you know what's interesting is as you did the DNA part which some people wouldn't do but um my husband's mom was adopted and so we got some hits on that side which was oh, kind of interesting, that's
1: interesting. we
3: don't necessarily rough, know yeah. And so then you actually know for sure you're related to them because despite the amount of DNA you share, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but you know what I read recently was that um, the cops uploaded a fake profile to the database, and then they could see who connected to oh, yeah, it. That. I
1: did and yeah, it. they caught they caught a killer that way.
3: Yeah, and then mm-hmm. they call the family members like, well, who's you have a brother? You know, um, yeah. Which is quite you know clever, uh, and since I don't do anything wrong, I'm not worried about it, but yeah, yeah. I can see why some people are a little reluctant to upload mm-hmm. their DNA.
2: Yeah. yeah. I used to see that part. I pay for the... So, Ancestry, you can you can pay for access, and you can, like, get access to files that you wouldn't normally get access to. Hmm. I used to do it all at the library, but, yeah, I haven't been to a library in, like, a year. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so, Nobody's been uh, anywhere in a year.
2: <laughs> yeah, so... So I went ahead and I I subscribed to Ancestry. I thought about doing the DNA thing, but yeah. I,
1: I Sometimes you have be it. careful what you wish for. You don't want to maybe open up that it's, Pandora's box.
3: Yeah, it's pretty cool, but yeah, I mean mm-hmm. because you can see all the people that you're related to, and mm-hmm. even my mom's side, there's some people that we lost touch with, like her mom's side, mm-hmm. um, and they'll contact me and. You know, that's my, like, cousin-uncle. Like an yeah. Yeah, it's kind of neat. That's
2: cool. I, I That would be the side, my mom's side of the family would be the ones that I don't have contact. Like, my dad's side of the family, I legit, when it's not a pandemic year, I go to see his relatives annually. So, like, all of those cousins and second cousins and all of them, I see, you know, once a year. But my mom's side of the family, I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen, seen any, any of them, know. so... But that's really cool. Yeah, it's intense. I do. The second message is from Lori. And she posted on our blog about the Artful Dodger, which was season one, episode 17. I have to disagree with you ladies on one subject, and that's turtlenecks. I think they're very sexy on, quote, most men, but definitely on Bruce. I I, I have to say it depends on the look, like, I can see that especially if it's like a really dark turtleneck and they like look really spelt and yummy then okay maybe and if it's Bruce with a holster strap
1: on yeah that's okay, exactly somebody posted that and I was like well that's not really fair to put him in a holster because you know well, that's all I'm going to see is that damn sexy gun I, holster yeah. <laughs>
0: well, and I think it depends also too on
2: the length of the guy's neck because if yeah. it's too short yeah or too long then it doesn't look right
1: i mean you can put anything on that man and he's gonna look oh, hot, that's true you know that's true. but i'm saying yeah. uh, on most men i don't i think it looks effeminate on most men unless you're going skiing yeah 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 there's there's a time and place for it for sure <laughs> yeah but like just a like a suit coat over it yeah sometimes
2: so that is all the mail we have for today. If you would like to send us a message, please do so at MKC Podcast on Twitter and Facebook, or you can leave us a message on website mkcpodcast.com.
1: It's time once again for Dottie's Bookshelf, where Dottie has pulled some fanfic from the shelves that center around this episode. Her first recommendation is from a longtime SMK fan that unfortunately is no longer with us. Bridget Frawley wrote a missing scene for The Eyes Had It in April of 1999 and it has less than a thousand words. What if Amanda didn't know that Lee was faking it when he flatlined? Hmm. Donnie's second recommendation is rest and recreation by not exactly in April of 2003 and has just under 27,000 words. Lee needs to rest for five days, but how will Amanda get him to relax? The Matahari should do the trick, right? Um, you better check this one out. And as a bonus, one of my stories, Eye Catching was written by yours truly under my pen name TJSMKLBR. It was written in October of 2003, about two years after I found my way to the online fandom. And uh, this story is just under 2,000 words. Uh, according to my author notes, it was written as part of a writing challenge to write a mundane task with a little Lee and Amanda spice added in. We hope you enjoy Dottie's recommendations and we'll be sure to link them on our website at mkcpodcast.com in the show notes, but you can also find them on fanfic.net.
0: And also a reminder for our Facebook group, we would love to have anyone interested to join it, but there are two required questions that need to be answered prior to us accepting you. So as soon as you click Request to join. There will be two questions or two prompts that come up. Make sure you review them and answer them. They're very simple and very straightforward, but we will not be able to approve you to enter the private Facebook group until you've answered both of those questions. If you have questions, you can always send a message to us on our Facebook page, Mrs. King's Chronicles. You can email us at Mrs. King's Chronicles at gmail.com or you can contact us on the website, mkcpodcast.com. Thank you for joining us as we discuss the episode, The Eyes Habit. We hope you will join us next time
3: as we get together to chat about fast food for thought. Until then, check out our website at mkcpodcast.com and Twitter and Facebook pages at mkcpodcast for episode discussion and photos. Until then, much love from all of us at Mrs. King's Chronicles. Bye. 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 Bye.